Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Everybody, welcome to Bois, Bois King of the Hill podcast. I am Mike, and I'm Rusty. Rusty, season three, episode nineteen, Hank's Cowboy Movie. Yeah, welcome back, guys, to another great episode of Bois. Uh, you know, I couldn't remember whether this was Hank making a movie that was a western or if it was about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, really it get, reveals itself pretty quickly, but yeah, just based on the title, I really couldn't remember what the whole show yeah. was about at all. And this is one of those episodes that's an early one, so I, I really like the you know the first three four seasons are my bread and butter of like what I've I've watched the most of, and this is one episode that I completely. Uh, Forgot about until I rewatched it, of course, but I completely forgot yeah. that this episode even existed. Me too, honestly. <laughs> um, I think it was just kind of a, I, I, I don't know. I, it, there's so many big episodes yeah. like in the future here, you know, coming up that uh, this one wasn't one that just totally stood out for me for well, some reason. Uh, jumping the gun a little bit, my mm-hmm. favorite part, I guess, about this particular episode is the reflection, uh, or or the or the uh, how how do you say it? The 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 introspect, how they yeah. kind of explore Bobby growing up and yeah, leaving yeah, yeah, the house, yeah. kind of thing. Sure. Which uh, hopefully we'll all get to see the result of soon with the the new reboot. Oh yeah, he's stuck in Arlen. I promise you. Well, um, I, I hope he's not for the sake of uh, for, for the sake of Bobby Hill. Come on, man. I hope that he he. Well, I, I just, you know, I really have uh, illusions of grandeur for him. I really hope that he yeah. is propelled into the, the prop comedy like he wants to be. I hope that he, he gets to, you know, open for Carrot Top at the Las Vegas, wherever Carrot Top's residency is. I think is. he's doing open mics in Wichita Falls. Yeah, I, I, I think mean, he's in Austin. If it's, a re- if it's a revival in the modern era, would Bob, I mean, Carrot Top's nobody. It, That's true. Uh, these days, Joe I mean, Rogan. Not, uh, <laughs> it'd Joe Rogan. Yeah, it'd be Joe Rogan. <laughs> I would a, love to see him at uh, in Austin doing stand up yeah. at, at one of these. You know, because yeah. comedy is it's no longer L A. Right. It, it's it's Austin. I think if he's Austin doing, is the stand up 
comedy center of yeah, the United States. Yeah, because Rogan opening the club and all that stuff there. Does that, Hank Hill well, that to that and what he's got is uh, it's kind of weird for all Joe the comedy Rogan. podcast there too. Though. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. They, they do Kill Tony, the, yeah. the comedy podcast. They're they're doing a second episode a week because mm-hmm. he already does one, so he's going to start doing a second one at Joe's place. Yeah, but uh, Joe's place. Yeah, Joe's place. It's actually called the Comedy. He goes all the time. Joe's place. The Ritz Hotel. Yeah, yeah Joe's place. Does Hank Hill listen to the Joe Rogan experience? Uh, no. I, I'm still hoping that Hank's dead. Uh, I think Hank Hill uh, was listening <laughs> to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I think Hank. Or thinks, Bill Maher. I think I think Hank thinks both sides are crazy. I think he just thinks you know there's no there's no room for this uh, kind of discourse. Actually, no, no. Uh, Hank does Hank doesn't listen to podcasts. He still only listens to radio. AM radio. Never AM radio. uses yeah. ne- ESPN. Never bothered to learn what an aux cord is. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I honestly don't think he <laughs> listens that. to anything but sports. AM radio. He yeah. doesn't listen to politics. He just listens to sports. Why does he like honestly. Stephen A. Smith? I think he, yeah. yeah. I think he uh, probably also listens to that stuff that comes on on Saturday, like the handyman stuff and how to fix your car and. Those those kind of uh, shows that come on AM radio, uh, generally NPR type stuff. No, no, know? that's an episode for Mike Judge or anybody writers. If you ever listen to this, you are allowed to use this idea. That's right. Hank, you are allowed. <laughs> Hank Hill, did, uh, Bobby, <laughs> opens Hank's world to the mind to the world of podcasts. Oh. But he, he hates most of them, but he finds one about propane. The one dude. <laughs> and he just becomes obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That like or that. a one about grilling or something yeah. Hank would like. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe he he uh, like any drug he has an introduction to it like with something really uh, uh, plain and simple, and then he starts kind of looking or something, and then yeah. he ends up with the propane thing, or ends up starting a propane podcast from Strickland. A propane podcast. Yeah. What in the chat GPT? That's a Friday episode. I think actually that is going to be our. What's a propane podcast? What does a propane podcast look like? (laughs) Uh, Let uh, let chat uh, name it the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I think we'll do that. Give us hosts. You know, it's also a fun Friday. We should do this for a Friday Uh just because we could keep going now. We need to just go. What in 2023? Does Hank Hill like? And Write that down so like? I don't forget it. Right? I am writing okay, it you jotted right it down. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. That's really Our producers awesome. are taking yeah. notes for us. We love it. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we go ahead and dive into the episode, I yeah. want to go ahead and. Uh, uh, Shout out our podcast stuff, all of our links and stuff. So sure. you could find us yep. at Linktree, L I N K dot L I N K T R dot E E backslash B W A A A K O T H. That'll yep. take you to all of our links. I know I've said a hundred times that me and Mike are going to update mm-hmm. the music. We will, we will get that sorted out as soon as, as soon as possible. Uh, we all have had a lot of stuff going on with other things in life and still maintaining great content for you guys. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out. Uh, right before we came and sat down and recorded, there was a podcast that uh, they're coming back from a little hiatus. They're mm-hmm. called uh, Stories of the Streets. Stories of the Streets. Mm-hmm. Davey uh, R. and Jasmine. Yeah, so uh, give them a uh, give them a follow on Instagram. You can find their yeah. Instagram at Stories of the Street underscore, mm-hmm. and uh, you could also find uh, also gives you a, gives you a chance to go listen to their back catalog because this is a start of season three for them. Oh wow, season so, three! Yeah, okay. you could you could listen to the first two seasons yeah, or selectively listen to whatever you need to because honestly, um, there it's a uh, it's a primarily African American podcast that focuses on those type issues and. 
the first two seasons were around whenever we went through the George Floyd thing and the whole thing. Well, so so it was, it's it's a little bit of a history lesson plus uh, okay. an ally type thing, you know, where you can you can listen and and understand what what more people in the world think. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, so yeah. Uh, please go over and check them out. You can also go to Rogue Media Network to find a bunch Rogue of great Media other Network. podcasts. Uh, you can find their stuff on Rogue Media Network too if you need yeah, a simple, absolutely. simpler place to find it. It's all there mm-hmm. and it's all alphabetized, right. nice and neat for yep. you. So there's a search. Uh, there you go. Yeah, there's a search button. The there's search, a search is feature. dumb though. I need to AI the search. We need to AI the because search because the search is fairly dumb. You have to spell okay. it right and all that oh, kind of stuff. It okay. needs to. It needs a little bit of an it update. Needs exacting. You have to have exact language for yeah. it to, to find it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Either way, uh, the exact language is. Yeah. Uh, Davyr Davyr is with uh, Blackcent. Okay. Uh, and Jasmine, I believe, was with Change Waco, and it may be the other way around. Yeah. But um, Jasmine used to be one of my students when, in, when I taught high school. Oh, wow. So okay. a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Now she's a mom. Well, that's great. Well, that's great for you, though. Like you nurturing, because mm-hmm. it's not the yeah. only person I've met that you've been well, a, educated prior, you what, know, and they're all. It, it, it's, it's what great. amazes me about it is they're still willing to be around me. So well, that's, that says more. That nice. says more about you than them, I think. So yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed my time. I did. Uh, well, they enjoyed it too. Or they they. You, I really would like. There's to one teacher that I still contact. That I'm not still there, but there's one teacher that I still talk to from third grade. Yeah. So teachers, yeah. there's teachers out there that you, there you make the difference, there and there yep. the students that love you will. There well, was a, a teacher that I had that recently passed away. Yeah. Uh, he was our he was a world history teacher, and uh, he was a Hispanic guy, and he was all about college for everybody. If you yeah. wanted to go to his class and just him sit there and help you with whatever you needed mm-hmm. for college entry and stuff. Well, that's what I was going to say. He would do any of it. That's he what I was going to say all. about my classes. You know, I taught rockets, robots, um, art, and oh, fun stuff. business and programming and stuff, yeah, right? Mostly fun it, stuff. It is mostly fun stuff. It's stuff that kids want to be a part of, but it also became dumping ground for kids that didn't want to be a part of it. Oh, and so that's a little rough. Yeah. But, um, but you the, know, they've changed some of that now. So sure. uh, the my kid, he's signing up for robotics, and there's like prereqs. Oh, yeah, sure. That you have to yeah. meet now. So it's yeah. mostly geared. I mean, it's kind of, uh, I don't think it's fair, but it's kind of mostly geared towards the gifted and talented yeah. kids. That's the the kind of, you know, mindset that, that they want people to right. want to be a part of it. Like you said, a lot of those kind of programs. It was like that with Woodshop when I was mm-hmm. in school. It was just a dumping ground I for went, athletes, really. <laughs> when yeah. I was at uh, the high school uh, or one of the high schools I taught at, um, I was actually there when they removed the woodshop class, which was crazy. Oh, I was at I it was, was at nuts, uh, I was in high school. Those they kids took loved away. It. Uh, they loved it. I was there when they stripped home economics. Mm. They stripped home ec. They stripped choir. They crazy. eliminated all the choir classes and all the home ec classes within two years. It's because of the money that comes through testing. But uh, let's let's end that there because I will get on a firm soapbox about that kind of stuff. So you can bring so that back up in seven weeks. That's right. All right. So we are at uh, season three, episode nine. Like we said, Hank's cowboy movie. We begin on the road with Hank and Bobby. Uh, they are driving to what we find is Wichita Falls. Yeah, and they're standing at what I think is a, a, a Texas institution. The rest uh, area? The big, huge. Yeah. I've been to rest areas in other states. <laughs> they're not the and same. And none of them are the yeah. same as a Texas rest stop, and they're just massive. Texas so. rest areas, I would say, probably 20 years ago, took a, uh, a huge leap in quality. Uh, oh, like insane. I'm thinking of the one that I always see on the way back from Austin, 
and uh, there's like this, <laughs> there's like a paddle wheel in it, you know, with the lake and the whole, t- I mean, it's just, it's huge. Yeah, it's very designed. It used to just be a, a, a thing with horrible bathrooms, uh, but you would go in there and there'd be a bunch of pamphlets about the stuff you could do in the state, and that was it. Yeah, that's you all. There really m- wasn't anybody working there. Or any, well, that's you all know. the money that uh, they take away from the schools just to make sure that they have great rest areas for truck drivers. <laughs> you got so, to bringing yeah, up schools. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they have pulled over to one of these fine, fine Texas rest areas. Bobby is wearing his Troy Aikman jersey, who was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys at this time. What year are we looking at? 99? Uh, we're in 99. At this point, the Dallas Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since 1996. They weren't even that good at this point. Yeah. Uh, Barry Switzer had already taken over. Well, he uh, won a Super Bowl with them this first year. He won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson's he team. He just took Jimmy Johnson's yeah, team he, he and didn't do anything. He won a Super Bowl with yeah. the exact same team that went So this before. was after yeah. they had won their, their last one in 96, I guess. Yeah. They hadn't yeah. been that good for a while. While and yeah. haven't been good since. Yeah. I actually uh, well again we might do a giveaway. I actually have two VHS tapes of uh, the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowls. Ooh, uh, the promotional you know tapes yeah. that the Cowboys yeah. put out after oh, that's the Super cool. Bowl wins. Yeah, that'd be nice. So uh, we might do a giveaway yeah, on that. I, if anybody's interested in a giveaway on that, uh, I, uh, just uh, DM us and let us know. I would also like to say that I don't feel bad for any Dallas Cowboys fans. Uh, my entire family, including my wife, is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay, I grew up a a Houston Oilers fan, so now I am a Tennessee Titans fan. So I got it worse than all oh, of you. I promise. Fan? Yeah, yeah. See, oh, that's the man. reaction you always get. No, I have so. it worse well, than no. both of you. What's that? I'm a Texans fan. I'm a oh, Texans God. fan too. Yeah. So oh. we, we both, have it worse. Yeah, Mike. we have it bad. God we have it bad, you, Mike. We have it yeah. bad. I salute you in your well, in your it, misery. Well, there's kind of a, a feud between Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans too, mm-hmm. because we want the Houston Oilers jerseys <laughs> and stuff and the colors, but then we can't get the color schemes. That's what Titans are going to wear them this season. Yeah. They're gonna wear the actual yeah. Houston Oilers. Yeah, they might win. You know, they might. I still got it. Might I, change the culture. I still have a uh, a little oil derrick tattooed on the side of my foot. Uh, okay, so uh, they have they have pulled over. Bobby's in this Aikman jersey. Uh, he's pointing at a map and he says, "Dad, only two more inches to Wichita Falls." Uh, Hank comes over and actually measures it with his pocket measures measuring ruler, tape and yeah. goes, two and a quarter, Bobby. Good eye, son." Uh, we see a guy come up. He's uh, in an orange shirt, green shorts, uh, with a backpack, and he's obviously just going through or coming through Texas. He says, "Hey, what's the best way to get to Corpus Christi?" And of course, Hank has all of the information. Uh, well, the quickest uh, straight down here, but the best way is to go through Arlen. It's one of George Bush's communities in excellence. Communities of excellence. So, so you got some information? On no, this I this don't. Note, you don't. That's the thing. I looked for it. And there's nothing. And there's really not much out there. Now, there is awards of excellence, but I don't know about communities of excellence. I don't remember that being a thing, but I, I can see it after Reagan with his shining city on a hill kind of thing, you know, kind of trickling down to Bush. Well, yeah. Well, there was, uh, there is those. I've never participated in or never seen it in my neighborhood, but yeah. I know that in some neighborhoods they have uh, kind of like awards. Sure. Yeah. For like specific neighborhoods yeah. or specific houses in the neighborhood. That's generally like maybe. city council stuff. City though. council stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so the guy asks, he says, well, you go through Arlen. It's one of the uh, communities of excellence. The guy goes, Arlen, huh? Is that where you're headed? He goes, no, sir. We're on our way to Wichita Falls. And Bobby pipes up and says, uh, we're going to see the training camp of the Dallas Cowboys. They used to be in Austin until, well, you know. And I'm not real sure what Bobby's referring to, other than the sure fact either. that Austin got weird, you know, and and just started kind of becoming Austin this hippie. Was, I thought Austin had been a, like a hippie haven for, for, for at this it, point, for like decades. It had, but it got 
weirder when all the tech stuff started moving in because it just started expanding and growing so big. And then you had the hippie mentality also. And now that's gone completely. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, well, it's corporate. It's Austin doesn't it's, feel the same way as it Austin's did weird. Yeah, it, is place. Well, it is an odd place. It's definitely place. way more corporate feeling now. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. Yeah, the yuppies took over. He says, we're going to go see the training camp of the Dallas Cowboys. It used to be in Austin until, well, you know, uh, and he goes, but like my dad says, Cowboys will be Cowboys. I say that in private, son. Yeah, <laughs> he says I say it in private, son, which like, I, I don't know. I, I don't even that, know what yeah. that means. It was funny, though. It was a good joke. And just real quick before we get to the credits, uh, going over these Dallas Cowboy training camp locations, um, they started in 1960. Uh, in that was when they completely started the entire yeah. Dallas Cowboys started in 1960. Right. right. Okay. And they started in Forest Grove, Oregon. Is where they trained. So they would fly from yeah. DFW. Well, to I'm assuming Oregon. in 1960 they probably took a bus all the way there, you know. Yeah, they because there's no not. way they had money at that point. No, there's no way they did. So uh, also in 1960, uh, and I'm assuming this is the next year, or maybe they split time. They moved to Delafield, Wisconsin. It's just such random location. I think what it is is the way I th- the way I'm visualizing this is mm-hmm. training camp is during a hot. Mm. Hey, I am parts. so sorry if anybody hears me slurping, by the way. It was a long, long night, and I'm drinking lots of coffee. Was it good <laughs> coffee? It is good coffee, yeah. What kind of coffee is it? I don't know. The blue kind? Oh, the, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it came out, of, came out of the thing over here. So oh, okay. He just random coffee here. Yeah. Could have been ranch. Uh, it, it is. It's ranch-flavored coffee. Ranch dressing. Uh, 1961, they went to, 1961, excuse me, they went to St. Olaf College in uh, Northfield, Minnesota. Well, see, that, that confirms yeah. my suspicion. Wait, and wait, they're going wait. to cold places during yes, the sir. summertime for mild summers. Yeah. St. Olaf is a real place? St. Olaf is a real place. It is yeah. a real place, mm-hmm. yes. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Northern Canada or, or southern Can- <laughs> southern Canada. <laughs> Poor Mason, just that's the sound of his mind blowing. Well, no, just, I don't know if you if you know Saint Olaf, that's where um, Rose. Um, yeah, Rose from Golden Girls. Golden yeah. Girls, and mm-hmm. I had no idea that was a. Real, I yeah. thought it was just made up. Saint no, Olaf, that's where she's Minnesota. from. She's from Minnesota. Saint Olaf, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, 1962, they went to Northern Michigan University in Marquette, Michigan. Okay. 63. Now, now they laid some roots down here. 63 through 89. So long time. Uh, they were at California Lutheran College in Thousand Oaks, California. That's what I always remember. Yeah, right. They're uh, dodging. They're dodging weather is what they're doing. Right. They're, they're dodging the extreme Texas heat. However, in, in 1990 through 1997, they moved to Saint Edwards University in Austin, Texas. So okay. this follows that timeline. Yeah. So um, they were. What was the dates on that again? 90 to 97. Yeah, that follows it. And then 98 to 2001, they literally were at Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls. Okay, so even though this show was re- this episode was released in '99, the, mm-hmm. the, the the time frame that we're in is oh, it could be, it yeah, could it's '99, yeah, it's '99, yeah, 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 it's yeah, right. yeah, you're right, it's absolutely right. So they're right. still it's, in Wichita Falls cool. today, then? No, uh, 2001, Oxnard, California, 2002, yeah, yeah. San Antonio. That's the one Alamo I know. Dome. Is Oxnard, California, uh-huh. and then to the Alamo mm-hmm. Dome, and mm-hmm. then to well, they went uh, back to Oxnard. Oxnard in yeah. 2004 through 2006. 2007, okay. they went back to San Antonio, played at the Alamo Dome. Okay. Uh, in 2008 uh, through 2010, they were in Oxnard again. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2009 to 11, they were in San Antonio again. Yeah, they bounced back and forth between those two. For 12 to 19, they were in Oxnard again. Uh, 2020. They uh, they moved to Frisco. They the built their own yeah their own training their own, facility. Their own uh, multi hundred millions of dollars. They built facility. that, 
but then in 2021 they went back to River Ridge Playing Fields in Oxnard, California. <laughs> they so. like they like California. That that's definitely well, one of the that's the that's probably the most the, excuse yeah. me that's probably the longest place they've been in the modern era. Well, is it's, California. it's it's uh, it, it's very middle of the road weather. You know, lots of sun, but not super hot and all that. You it's know, mild like you say, in the summer. The yeah, summer. it's mild yeah. in the summer. So so that's what I've got for Cowboys training camp locations. All right. Uh, okay, and then I've made a note to update the Spotify playlist. Uh, all right, so he says, uh, I say that in private, son, and we go right to the credits. We got no bell, no yell, uh, but now we are at the stands in Wichita Falls, the, the football field, which this is Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls, uh, and everybody is just kind of watching these guys. I used to go to the Houston Oilers training camp. Okay. Uh, they were in... I want to say it was around Austin, uh, San Antonio, somewhere around there. But we used to go, and uh, I'd get a lot of autographs and things like that. This was during the Warren Moon time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. great. He's one of the top st- top greats. Yeah, I've still got mm-hmm. a I've still got a hat and a helmet. Was uh, it Herschel Walker too? No, Herschel Walker was Dallas. I'm talking Houston Oilers. Oh, Houston Oilers. Warren Moon. Yeah. Um, but those are those are some oh, yeah, good he teams. Was, wasn't he Wasn't he in Donald Trump's league? Or something, and they no. did like a trade for him, no. Herschel Walker. Mm. Herschel Walker, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he a was part with of USFL the Houston Gamblers. Yeah, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he went to Minnesota, and then because um, it was no, a huge no, trade. No, he went to Dallas. He yeah. went to Dallas, and then Dallas traded him to Minnesota for Troy Aitman. And and it was a big, huge trade. Well, where they got like Troy Aitman, traded Mike for Irving, all these picks. Yeah, and then that's how the Dallas Cowboys were born won on the, the back Bowl. of Herschel Walker. Yeah, they yeah. won the Super Bowl because because they traded him mm-hmm. for like. Oh, there was it tons was a huge, of picks. huge trade. It was like a three-team ordeal yeah. where they swapped a bunch of people around. And and Herschel Walker was a fantastic player. He just uh, never landed on a really good team. You know, he didn't have the supporting pieces yeah. around him. I, the thing a lot I of always, head damage. Yeah, the thing I always remember about Herschel Walker is as well. Yeah, obviously had a lot of head damage because yeah. he was running in yeah, Georgia like, this last like time. Cranial, but. The thing I always remember about Herschel Walker is he was running so hard one time in a game that his shoe came off. And, and, he just kept going. and he just kept going, and his socks just flopping in the wind and stuff. I just remember and thinking, just "Holy crap!" Burning whoever's chasing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a fast guy. He was. He was a huge. Well, guy he was too. one of those athletes that I was surprised that he didn't have any kids that became athletes. Yeah, his son instead became a uh, a gay pundit for the Republican Party. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, okay, so the guy in the on the PA is talking to everybody in the stands and says, uh, "Welcome to Wichita Falls training camp of the former world champion Dallas Cowboys." They have to throw former in there. They got to throw former, yeah. <clears throat> you know how a president always gets called president even after they leave. Oh yeah. So I'm even not when sure. they're being indicted on Tuesday <laughs> by the Manhattan DA, yeah. I think that's bullshit. By the well, way, well he even said one. it though. He himself. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's getting in front of it and making his own narrative. But potentially anyway, uh, it's going to be hey crazy. Guys, it's Mike from Bois. Uh, I wanted to remind you just real quick of our official unofficial meeting place. That is Hotel Arlen. So head over to Twitter and look up at Hotel Arlen. Uh, they are not that kind of hotel anymore. Please leave a post, uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever they ask you to do on Twitter at this point. Uh, and if you wanted to, you could also include hashtag Hotel Arlen and hashtag B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H. Thanks. Uh, 
Uh, Hank stands up in the fan- stands and goes, yeah, way to go, Cowboys. Uh, he sits back down, and Bobby's right there with him. They both have clipboards, by the way. This is how dedicated they are oh, to yeah. taking clipboards notes to and doing all mm-hmm. this stuff. Uh, Bobby says, Irvin's looking good this year, huh, Dad? And he's talking about Michael Irvin. Yeah, Michael Irvin. Uh, who I think got a real uh, bad job from the Cowboys, by the way. Uh, he is the only one from those Super Bowl teams that didn't get his number retired, like the big three. Yeah, they did retire. Aikman retired. I think it's retired now, though. No. It's still not Aikman retired? Aikman got his, got oh, his wow. number retired. Uh, Emmett Smith got his number retired. Uh, Irving never did because there's been two big number 88s after that uh, that played for him. One of them was Des Bryant that came yeah. from uh, yeah. Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm really surprised that they didn't retire his number. Yeah. Well, well, I know he was great, but wasn't he only great for like – you know, like that. I, I don't know. I don't know much about is, that age of football. He was clutch for them. He was clutch. Real quick. Um, yeah. So with those notes they're taking. Yeah. I, I don't know what I the hell they're ma- doing with them. I imagine. <laughs> do you think Hank has a special folder in his file cabinet just for these notes? Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. I think he records every stat at every game he watches. Yeah. I think he's at home watching. Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He's got a you know his little TV tray. Mm-hmm. He's got a notepad. He's got yeah. a pen. Uh, he's got one of those uh, where they call it sun visors, like uh-huh. just the cap, like you well, would he's see. Got the, he's got the visor like you wear in a casino with the, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the green part the green on the front part, of it, the green yeah, yeah. plastic. He's got one of those <laughs> visors. He, you know, he's he's got the pencil. He he's chewing ready. on the eraser. Yeah. He's writing all of his notes. Well, the, and and this is speaking from experience. The the time that's probably the most stressful for Hank is when he leaves church on Sunday and has to make it home in time for the game. Oh, yeah, he that is. That was always the most stressful time in our house. Uh, yeah, because you got you got to get there before kickoff. If you're a Baptist or a Methodist or something like that, boy, you are making it home in time for that game. Oh, yeah, you probably would because the pastor's probably got money on the game and he's ready to get oh, out of there. Oh, you got people checking their watch at 1130. Yeah, you know? pastor's wrapping it up by 1145 and everybody's skirting home as quick as they can. The only the only relief is when you had those. they get for going to church. <laughs> <laughs> the only relief you had were those 3 o'clock games. That was it. That was, And now they're like 330. Yeah, and then church would go until 130. <laughs> on the three o'clock games because the pastor knew that nobody was rushing to get home to the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Yeah. We're in a really weird time right now with sports. I, I, I'm very interested to see what happens with the NFL Sunday ticket this year because it's moving over to YouTube TV. I'm kind of interested too because... And now with, with the Final Four this year, yeah. they instituted uh, you can watch four games at once now oh, the box. and switch between. Yeah. yeah. So you know they're just they're just getting ready for this NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah, I'm Plus kind they of... went up in price by eight bucks. Oh, the YouTube TV did. Yeah, it's now seventy two ninety nine a month. It's almost basic cable prices. It is. It is very equivalent to what when when I start stacking all that stuff together, it's very equivalent to what I was paying when I had Direct TV. Oh, uh, shout out Tennessee Dad twenty two. Tennessee What's up, buddy? Dad twenty two. What is up, buddy? Go Titans! Uh, even though they're a constant disappointment. Uh, okay, so they're in the stands with their clipboards. Yeah, Bobby. I like this part here. It's so funny to me that they're yeah. sitting there like, I'm giving them an A-, minus, <laughs> and then Bobby goes, well, I'm going to give them an A, B+. Plus. Uh-huh. And he goes, gives them some room to improve. That's, I like, right. so, that's such a funny joke. Hank's it's like, such a good joke. Hank's a good idea, son. And then Bobby makes the mistake of saying, and I'm giving Troy Aikman a B+, plus too. That's not funny, Bobby. Hank immediately looks yeah, at him like and just that. goes, that's not funny, Bobby. Which, you know, Aikman honestly. Aikman was Jesus, you know. He was a good quarterback. He was Jesus. But, uh. He was only he was only as good as the know, team man. around him. I think he was. Oof, he was a damn good quarterback. He was. You talk about a great pocket passer. Um, he could pass that pass that packet like anything else. But you know he's he he's a top thirty or forty quarterback Wait. in statistics. He's not that high up on the statistical record. Mike, do you want to say that again? Yeah, I heard myself. I want you to say it again. 
<laughs> he passed that packet. <laughs> yeah, pass that packet, baby. Uh, get ready for my new SoundCloud album coming out soon. Pass that packet. Uh, all right, so it, we are now after practice. Everybody has left except for Hank and Bobby. They're still standing on the field because this is the one time. Hank is one of those guys, I'm sure, that would not move down into better seats when people leave. You know, I would imagine he's very much a rule follower. No, these are the seats we have, Bobby. This is where we're staying. This is where God intended us to be. But now they're down on the field. Uh, Bobby says, oh, Dad, look, they forgot one of their footballs. And there's a Wilson football underneath the bench. Uh, they both sneak over. I'm not sure why they're sneaking. Hank's like, Shh, follow me. And uh, they go over and they get the football. And then we get this very strange um, – transition into this dramatic dramatic like rudy the movie lighting so the yeah. sun's starting to go down and there's like a almost a uh like uh, light from heaven you know shining down on them yeah, yeah everything's yeah. very golden and all Shout that Shout out to wes archer for the uh the animation direction oh on yeah this one for sure uh hank just looks up at at the lights and stuff sweet jethro pew and you know the one thing I did not do is I did not get you any facts on Jethro Pugh. I got you. Yeah, uh, please so, do that. Uh, Jethro Pugh played 14 years with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he uh, uh, he was definitely a fan favorite. Yeah, he was born in the, uh, born in the 40s. So he he played on those 70s teams with Roger Staubach, right? Yeah, he played on the he played uh, with the Cowboys entire career. He's the yeah. fourth longest career in Cowboys history. Oh yeah. So the only other players for the Cowboys that played longer than him was Ed Tutal Jones, Bill Bates, and Mark Tanai. Yeah. So those are the only people that played longer than he did. So he played fourteen full years with them. And uh, Tutal. Yeah. Well, he was actually offered a contract to play with the Oakland Raiders, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, he ended up turning that contract down and went to the Dallas Cowboys instead. At the, yeah. In the uh, he he was. 145th overall 11th round pick wow. uh so he was a part of uh the 1967 championship game which is considered the ice bowl at green bay mm -hmm. uh he was there for that one that's and, one they uh, tell you about every damn year every year they mention that one so yeah he did that he also uh he got to play against like coaches like vince lombardi oh sure and stuff like yeah. that so you know he yeah. was he was there for like a really uh great uh part of uh Football, but the most interesting thing about him is after football, he owned a number of Western themed gift shops in the DFW airport. That's cool. He also hosted an annual uh, Jethro Pugh, or have you say his last name, celebrity Pugh. golf yeah. tournament yeah. in Dallas for the United Negro College Fund. Huh. Uh, and he died in 2015 at the age of 70 in Dallas, Texas. Wow, only so, 70. That's uh, crazy. He lived in Dallas. His whole, I mean, once he signed with them, he was there. Well, it's like Roger Staubach, you know, whenever he quit he uh or retired he went into like real estate you'll yeah. see you'll see roger roger Staubach real estate all over the place he was actually at a point where nfl didn't uh they didn't cover the official nfl statistic for qb sacks mm -hmm. and uh his unofficial credit is over 95 and a half sacks in his yeah. entire career which is yeah. a huge yeah, amount that's a lot of like if, lot of if, if you went back and recorded those statistics whoever the sack leader is now probably wouldn't be the sack well, it's like leader. reggie white you know that kind of thing i mean it's it's yeah. about that same time yeah he averaged so, uh sorry no in, you're good uh, uh in one stretch of his career from 68 to 72 he averaged 12 and a half sacks a season wow which is That's at that great. time was yeah. crazy no yeah, it's so, wonderful numbers yeah, yeah. he's it's still great numbers i'd take a guy that could get 12 sacks a year yeah. well he's six on the cowboys all-time sacks list with, wow. the, with those 95 and a half so so we got this dramatic lighting uh they're both gonna gonna play some football now bobby and uh and hank 
He goes, uh, Hank, Hank's got the ball. He goes, Super Bowl has come down to one play. Fourth down. Aikman drop backs to pass. Irvin heads for the goal line. That's he goes, you, Bobby. Bobby, that's you. Yeah. Uh, and so Bobby finally takes off to the goal line. Oh, he okay. throws it. Yeah, he throws it, and uh, he goes. Troy's under pressure. He scrambles around a little bit. He goes. Then he fires to the end zone and hits Michael Irvin for a touchdown. And the ball just goes tonk. It's it's Bobby right in the head. Right in the ch- yeah. Right in his. Right <laughs> he in his drops chin. it. He goes. Dang. I just love when Bobby is like defeated by something. Dang. I just don't understand what <laughs> Hank Hill was thinking throwing the football to Bobby. It's it's eternal optimism, man. Yeah, it's eternal I optimism. Guess so. uh, he goes, uh, hold on a minute. Uh, pass interference. Cowboys retain possession. Bobby says, and they run out the clock, which makes no damn sense. Not at all. And Hank's like, uh, turns out they were ahead all along. And Bobby says, the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. And they're both just jumping around. Cowboys win the Super Bowl. They're dancing on the field. You very rarely see Hank dance. Uh, and then a security guard walks up behind him and goes, well, hooray. Where are you guys from? Because, uh, you know, they don't realize anybody else is even yeah, around. Yeah, uh, they're, they're just kind of oblivious living in their moment. He says, Arlen, Texas. The guy goes, oh, pig, pig town. town. You a pig farmer? <laughs> Which I've never heard that about Arlen so I far. I didn't know any that. of these facts. I didn't know any of it either. No. Uh, he goes, uh, I think you're confused, sir. We don't raise pigs in Arlen, Texas. We process them. He goes, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You folks make him tiny breakfast wieners. But you're going to have to leave now. So <laughs> I love that deadpan, just, oh, you make them wieners. Bye. Get out of here. Yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of. Oh, y'all make them breakfast wieners. <laughs> Time for you to leave. All right, we are now at the Dairy Queen uh, because who didn't want to stop at the Dairy Queen after going to the Cowboys training camp in Yeah, Wichita you got Falls. to. You got to stop at the Dairy Queen. That's what uh, we like about Texas. That's what I like about, about te- Texas. Dairy Queen sponsors. Uh, so <laughs> we see the guy behind the, the, the counter. He pours a blizzard, and then he flips it all fancy. like Yeah, well, like that's what they do. Cocktail. Uh, whenever you buy a blizzard, mm-hmm. they flip it upside down yeah. to show you how cold it is that it won't fall. It, it's so cold and adheres to the cup so well that it doesn't fall out. Well, while we're doing that, let me give you a little bit of uh, blizzard history here. Here we go. Uh, the Blizzard was invented by a franchise owner. The idea for the now iconic Blizzard came from the Dairy Queen franchise in Missouri. Samuel Tempernado, or Temperado, something like that, who yeah. owned a whopping 67 DQ locations. 67? That's a lot of Dairy Queens. Uh, came up with the concept after seeing a competitor's ice cream shop selling frozen custard. Respect the grind. Hey, you're not kidding. Yeah. The Oreo Blizzard is the most popular. Oreo Blizzard has been a menu staple since its treats invention, and it remains the most popular flavor today in the U.S. anyway. In Asia, the top spot goes to the Green Tea Blizzard, which isn't available in the U.S. Wow. And I'm not even, I wouldn't even, I had no idea there were Dairy Queens not in the U.S. Either. I had no clue that Dairy Queen was international. Um, so as far as turning it upside down, the upside down test can score you a free blizzard. At many DQ stores, employees flip every blizzard upside down before serving to prove the treat is thick enough. And at certain locations, you can get your blizzard for free if they skip this key step. However, this policy is up to the franchise owner, so you'll have to ask your local store. Also, it really don't will matter because usually they pay, you make they make you pay first before they do mm-hmm. the damn test. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I asked for the test first when I was a kid at participating Dairy Queens. When I was a kid, there was a Dairy Queen right around the corner from my house, and we would ride our bikes up there. And I remember when the when the let's see when did they say it was invented? I don't guess they said. Um, I remember when the blizzards first came out, and um, the Dairy Queen up by my house refused to do it because it wouldn't stay. It was too humid and hot. 
Yeah, so. actually, uh, <laughs> the restaurant that my uncle owned for yeah. a lot of years, mm-hmm. uh, he started in 1965 with his business mm-hmm. in an old Dairy Queen. Mm. It is actually one of the oldest uh, walk-in refrigerators in uh, that's still like usable in Waco. Wow. Because uh, it was, it was, it was like I said, it was a Dairy Queen first, yeah. and then yeah. he had that same walk, the exact nothing changed from 1965 until he shut down in 2020. I have very good memories and very good thoughts about Dairy Queen. Um, when I, I like eat Dairy there Queen. now, it's a little disappointing because it's not as good as it was, and it's very expensive for for a fast food. It, place. it is one of the higher end fast food prices. But I can remember um, uh, Steak Fingers. There, yeah. Tacos. Yeah. I always liked their tacos, they which still is have crazy. They still have yeah. Yeah, um, but their steak fingers were great. Their tacos were good. I like the conies. And then I would never get a, I've never gonna had a cone. Yeah, from I love a their foot long chili cheese. They're better than Sonic's. Sonic's whatever yeah. hot dog they use is better than yeah. the pink slime. All beef. Um and then the frozen banana, chocolate covered frozen banana on a stick. Oh, those are good. I've never and, had one, but uh, and then of course what I hear anyway. uh, a dilly dilly the bar. dilly bars dilly bar. Yeah, I like the dilly bar. Yep, dilly the bars dip are cone great. too. I like a dip cone. Dip cones are good. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan, but uh, I I like I was, watching them do the process yeah. and then yeah, watching yeah, yeah, the chocolate sure, harden sure. when they hand it to you. I like you how they curl it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a little thing too. on YouTube you can watch about the curl. Uh, in Wichita Falls, there is a Dairy Queen. It is at 3112 Kemp Boulevard in Wichita Falls. Uh, their hours are 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., by the way. Just in case That's you want to go. That's Wichita Falls hours for you folks, 10 a.m. Right. to 10 p.m. That is uh, Central Standard Time, uh, the way the Lord intended. All right, so um, he, uh, he passes it. He falls, all that stuff. They end up going to the Dairy Queen. The guy flips the blizzard. Bobby says, wow, did you see that, Dad? He added an extra move when he gave me the blizzard. Like an extra little twirl. They don't do that in Arlen. Wichita Falls is the greatest place I've ever been in yeah, my life. He loves Wichita Falls. Well, I mean, how many places you been, Bobby? You haven't yeah. been to a whole lot. The dairy- actually, have you ever been to Wichita Falls? Just yeah. like to yeah. it to yeah. be in Wichita Falls? Yeah. I've driven through it, but I've mm-hmm. never been to. Yeah, I used to have to drive through Wichita Falls a lot. Um, and yeah. I don't even remember why. It's like the it's like the first leg of a of a drive mm-hmm. to. Uh, because I when I was I drove to Colorado in 2019 and I had a, a my smart car mm-hmm. at the time and uh, I had to stop for gas every three hours because the tank wasn't big enough. Oh wow! But uh, I mean it was it's cheap. Not very smart. It, it was cheap to fill up. It was like 20 bucks. I paid 80 bucks to get to Colorado. Yeah. But uh, it it uh, that was the one of the places where I had to stop. That was like three hours into your drive from from where we're at. Um. Yeah. Wichita that's Falls why when they is say six. Place. That's why when they say they're six hours from Wichita Falls, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird because we're three, like three and a half hours from Wichita Falls. Well, I have a uh, I have a challenge here for our listeners in a second. Then this this uh, may help triangulate where Arlen is. Okay. So uh, I couldn't find anything on a, just a cursory uh, uh, search. But uh, the only thing that came back for me was was the part that's in the show. But I want to I want to mention it to people and see if anybody can come up with anything. All so right. the Dairy Queen worker says that'd be a dollar nine. He goes, "What in Arlen? They're ninety nine cents. It's ten cents, Hank. Ten. It's a dime, cents. dude. Doesn't matter. Even though. in my life, a dime hadn't been much. Oh, it don't matter, Hank. Hill. A dime is everything to Hank Hill. Uh, Bobby says in his <laughs> lifetime, a dime was worth something. That's he right. got that stinginess from cotton. That's true. That's true. Uh, Bobby pops up and says, in Arlen, it's not the official blended frozen dairy product of the Dallas Cowboys training camp. What a long ass thing to say. (laughs) And, and by the way, it's not ice cream. It's a blended frozen dairy product. 
That is a blended frozen dairy product, <laughs> yes. This is not ice cream. All right, so we are in the truck headed home now, uh, or we think they're headed home. Uh, it's what I thought when I wrote this down. Uh, and Hank is over there going, da 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 stampede, go you Dallas Cowboys, go. Uh, and Bobby says, hey, Dad, look. And he flips the stupid blizzard, and it goes all over the place, and Bobby is just blown out with blizzard, pink blizzard for some reason, uh, all over him. Now, there is a song that Hank was playing, uh, that or he was humming, that I would like to play for you now. This is uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, anthem. I'm assuming this was in the 60s because this sounds very much like the Houston Oilers one that uh, they put out about the same time. This is Don Meredith of the Dallas Cowboys. Go, Dallas Cowboys. Boom, boom, boom. This is like the fight song. Yeah, yeah. Never heard it. A lot of teams back in that era had fight songs. That, Isn't that well, crazy? Was, they still had bands and stuff for NFL teams at one point. Didn't yeah, they? they were treated a lot like college teams. I miss that. Yeah, me I was too. never there for it, but I miss cheerleaders. That. Where the hell are the cheerleaders? Yeah, you don't see them unless you're present. Here we go. They would play this part in the stands and get fans to like chant along. Yeah. The Oilers one was called Love You Blue. Now they play the greatest hits from the 2000s. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> A lot of Backstreet Boys. I think yeah. it's every stadium. Thong song. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, just just cheesy number one hits. Fl- yeah. Flo Rida's entire catalog. Yeah. Apple bottom jeans, boots <laughs> with the fur. Apparently I picked the uh, instrumental version here. Um, but there are words to it where they start talking about Go Cowboys Go and things like that. So I will spare you more of that. Uh, so uh, Stampede, Go, you Dallas Cowboys Go. And we hear it at the end of the at the episode. Uh, he goes, hey, Dad, look. He flips the blizzard. It goes all over. So um, now we are still driving through um, Wichita Falls. And uh, <laughs> number one. Um, uh, Bobby is very uncomfortable because he's so wet and sticky at this point, right? Yeah, it's, well, it's crazy to me that is, Hank is, didn't pull over and clean out his truck. That's a crazy joke, though. That's yeah. a really funny joke that he goes, watch this, Dad, and he goes to do the tip thing, and he just, you know, dumps it just gets it all, all over, over the himself. place. Yeah. Hank's driving through, and we see him uh, pass by a couple of places. One of them is Tony's Italian Restaurant. Uh, and then Bobby's really squirming around in that seat because of the blizzard. Uh, you hear Hank say, well, I'll be dipped, which is a fantastic old, old oh, phrase. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be I love dipped. it. That's go, not one I'm very familiar with. No, but I've heard it a few times. Um, so they pull into the parking lot of JJ's Propane, the official propane supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and I, I did print out one thing about propane in wichita falls uh if uh, number one there is no real propane supplier to the dallas cowboys i don't know if there ever was i kind of doubt it uh but it's probably not it's probably 
it's like those things where you're like adjacent to the Cowboys or you're mm-hmm. like, say like a company in Arlington or something like yeah. that saying, oh yeah, you know, Tony Dorsett used to stop here and get gas. We're, sure. the, uh, we're the official gas station sure. of Tony Dorsett, the, right. you know, that kind of thing. I feel like that's what that is more, more so than a, an official, like, oh, we're the official, you know what I mean? It's just, well, it used it just to works. Be that, like, you know, now Pepsi is the official drink. You know, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they so, sponsor everything. Papa yeah. John's got booted out. Yeah, you know, he was well, the official pizza of the NFL until he, uh, yeah. yeah, until well, the racial like, tirade. They only like Pepsi because the Cowboys and Cowboys fans don't have taste. Well, that's the funny thing about <laughs> the their taste buds uh, have been seared me. off. Well, that's the funny thing about the Papa John's pizza <laughs> thing is like forty years before he probably would have been like awarded and yeah. got an even bigger contract. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So, propane in Wichita Falls. There are three, six locations in Wichita Falls that you can get propane. Kelly Propane and Fuel, Haygood, H-A-I-G-O-O-D, and Campbell, LLC, Propane Refill at U-Haul, the Gulf Gas Station, you can always go by the Gulf. The Gulf, uh, okay. Garden Center at the Home Depot, which wasn't around at this time, I'm sure. Yeah. And then Acadia Oil Company, that's where you can get your propane when you're in beautiful downtown Wichita Falls. Riveting, Mike. Riveting. Uh, thank you so Riveting. much. I try. Uh, no real propane supplier. Uh, J&J's Propane is a propane and propane's accessory supplier located in Wichita Falls. It is a father and son business owned and run by Jeff and Jeff Jr. It is also the official propane supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Can you do me one favor real quick? as many favors as you need. Can yeah. you look up um, the guys who ran that, and, and I think they're on the show later, the guys that ran that uh, father and son motorcycle uh, glow up thing that used to be on oh uh, you're talking about the american chopper guys you're talking about jesse james and stuff. these two guys reminded me of the american chopper guys the guys <sighs> in the propane thing and i thought for a second you're talking about them. the meme where they're arguing or whatever yes. and he yes. like throws a chair yes. across the room that but meme, don't yeah. don't they show up paul in yeah, king of the hill later yes they do okay they that's do. what i thought yeah. okay. i think his name is paul right that's when we yeah, start doing paul all this and john and uh, that's when we start doing all the stunt casting Casey. and stuff. Like every once in a while, yeah. I was like, "Oh, the guy from ZZ Top. Oh, the guy's from American Chopper. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He starts having a lot of weird <laughs> guests. People, yeah. It's a lot of big people that that tend to flow through Arlen all of a sudden. Uh, so we pull into J and J's Propane, uh, and they go inside. Hank, of course, excuse me, we're looking for the assistant manager. There's a young guy smoking by the tanks inside number one. Oh, he's, yeah, he, uh, and not even, like, by a window. No, he's just, he's like, just standing like, in the middle of the room just, smoking. He just lighting up. I didn't up. even notice that. Yeah. I, I forgot they were in a propane store. Oh, yeah. Smoking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got a Pantera uh, shirt on, so you're, you're starting to identify as to who this guy you're is. You're in the right era. <laughs> he's a man okay. with taste. Sure. We, we, had discussed, we discussed Pantera on the last episode. I tried really hard to get Pantera tickets, by the way oh you did and they had to stop touring for some reason so uh they were they were going to be someplace close it was either dallas yeah. or austin and casey was trying to get them for us that'd be awesome to and see then they, zach they, wild is taking over nine bag yeah. spot i believe zach guitar, wild. And he's the only just, thing i remember awesome. about black him is when he played with ozzy uh black label society mm-hmm. that was his band that's what yeah. I, I remember him from. that was after ozzy uh yeah but back to uh Back to uh, Dimebag Daryl and Pantera for just a yeah. second, how we were trying to talk about Van yeah, Halen sure. being metal or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm no, 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 hair metal. Hair metal. I'm mm-hmm. going to retract everything I said, and I'm going to say, yes, they're metal. I didn't know that they metal were attached. No, they're metal. Okay. I didn't know that they were attached to Dimebag Daryl in the way they were. Uh, he was a huge fan of Van Halen. Yeah. And Van Halen, the word Van Halen, was a key word for the band, the Pantera band. It was like a secret word that they used. Really? And they would say Van Halen. And that meant it was time to turn it up a notch. Oh, like wow. to kick, That's cool. Kick the show up. 
uh, there was a guitar yeah. that uh, when Dimebag Daryl died, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Eddie Eddie Van Halen, right? Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. a guitar that uh, he liked, and mm-hmm. he had asked him, you know, can I get a copy of it or whatever? You know, can you, yeah. where could I get you know this similar style guitar? Yeah. Uh, well, he died, obviously. Well, they were going to get a double made, and they were going to put the double in his casket. But mm. Eddie Van Halen put the original because he said, uh, he said something along the lines of an original, like dime, dime bag, bag yeah, needs deserves original. the yeah. original. That's cool. You know, so I thought that was really That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be happy to go and tell my wife that they are not hair metal because she is convinced they are. Uh, Van Halen was very important to me in my teenage high school years. Uh, so... Uh, there's a guy out there smoking by the tanks in a Pantera shirt. Uh, they say they want to talk to the assistant manager. He, of course, turns around to the door and goes, Jeff, there's some guys out here. Uh, then in comes the dad, the older guy from the back with a ponytail, of course, and a Grand Funk Railroad shirt <laughs> with no yeah. sleeves on. <laughs> Damn it all, Jeff Jr., I wasn't finished with my nap. Uh, Hank says, hello there. I'm Hank Hill, and I sell propane and propane accessories, uh, too, in Arlen, Texas. I got to say, I sure envy you. After a hard day's work at a job you love, you get to take your son to see the Cowboys. This guy launches into what I can only describe as a meth head type tirade. Yeah, definitely um, a, a meth head type tirade for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. He says, I am so sick of you South Texas pig jockeys coming in here waking me up to tell me, how about them cowboys? Arlen stinks and Wichita Falls rules, and you know why? Because in five minutes I can be inside the great state of Oklahoma. Go Sooners! Boomer Sooner! <laughs> go Sooners! Sooner. Hank says, what? And then he starts humming the Boomer Sooner song. Go Sooners! Go Sooners! Both of them start going into it, Jeff and Jeff Jr. He go, cut it out! Stop it! Stop it now! I mean, this is the most upset I've seen Hank in quite a while at something. That yeah, just and it's really weird, like this kind of scene right here, because <laughs> why don't you just freaking leave the store? They're foreigners to him, you know? I mean, he's just so taken back. He's like, oh, shit, what Why happened? I'm in Texas. There, Why are you talking about Oklahoma? Get the hell out of the store. So they're Hank. just screaming and hollering, and, and then, of course, Hank launches into, duh, 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 stampede, go, Dallas Cowboys, go. I mean, it is just the weirdest little thing. I think it's funny he calls them South Texas pig jockeys. <laughs> like, what, like, can anybody? Everybody all of a sudden knows Pigtown. Can anybody <laughs> uh, let us know why they pig jockeys? Well, why are they associating South Texas with pigs? That's mm. what I want to know. Because I, I know we have a feral oh, hog. I know we have a feral hog problem in Texas. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's what the jokes kind of like. Was it trying even to, that prevalent in the '90s though? Uh, the hog problem. Uh, I feel like that it? was like the foundation. That oh, was like sure, the beginnings yeah. of the problem was then, because the Russian boars is what the invasive species is, and it mates with the non-invasive species that are here. A pig. We didn't have our cocaine hippos yet, but we had our our wild boars. Yeah, we, we had our wild boars. Cocaine hippos. Oh, oh you're talking hippos. about the Escobar Yeah, hippos, Columbia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the cocaine, cocaine hippos. hippos. Yeah, yeah, the cocaine you hippos. You know they're now an invasive species nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're crazy. dangerous as hell. They're like some of the most dangerous animals ever because yeah. they'll well, it's eat like, you. It's like nutrients here. Nutrients are also a plant from a long time ago. You know what a nutrient is? It's like uh, a big-ass rat, right? Oh, yeah, And yeah, they yeah, live a lot yeah. at lakes and stuff, but they were introduced okay. to this area as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have uh, zebra mussels. Oh, yeah, the zebra uh, mussels it, are uh, bad. Where they say, uh, don't drink, don't drive, drain your boat. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do anything. Stay home. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're now at oh, the- Oh, clean, drain. Uh, was it clean, drain, dry your boat or something clean, like that? Clean, drain, dry your boat. Yeah. That's good. Merrily, That's merrily, good. Merrily down the street. Um, boat tip and sexual health tip. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, clean it, your boats. It's now at night. Well, I was thinking clean and drain. But uh, we're now at night. Uh, it is uh, at the Wichita Motor Court, 
the vacancy sign is on. The, the no is turned off. Uh, we are in the room. I don't know what the number of the room is. That's never shown. Um, and, and, and this is this. Uh, I think that this particular scene mm-hmm. shows the frugality of Hank Hill. Mm-mm. Hank Hill is an assistant manager. He's I don't a, know if it's frugal, man. You don't think it's I frugal? I think it's prudish. I think it's by hours. I think they. It's one of those places you rent. Oh, you think? Hour. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah well, that's okay, what I'm saying okay. is, is that I was uh, thinking about the magic fingers. No, part. no, no, not that part. I think that uh, that uh, just the whole room itself. I feel like is it shows how frugal Hank is because Hank will go to the CD motel across town for the cheaper price. Yeah. Instead of going to the you know I, hotel, maybe just a block or two up the road. That's maybe that five well. to ten dollars cheaper. I would have done that as well. I would have. I would have had to pay the ten dollars. Stayed in a hotel in Memphis. Um, that had a hole in the ceiling. Uh, there were gunshots going off in the alleyway. Okay. And there was already dog food on the floor in the bathroom. Uh, well, at we, least your dog didn't We have slept to... in shifts. We didn't have a dog. Uh, we slept in shifts there. <coughs> that was also the night that my friend got rolled in the train yard for his shoes by hobos. So. Oh, wow. What it was a, quite a, a trip. life, Mike. Quite what a, a trip. life. Uh, so Bobby is in this room by himself and he sees the magic fingers box on the wall that's connected to the bed. I don't think they have these anymore. And maybe somebody can correct me on that. These kind of hotels. Well, I'm just saying those magic finger boxes. I don't know if that stuff's been around for a while now, but I can remember being on the wall. You drop a quarter in there and it just vibrates the whole damn bed. And that's supposed to be sexy or whatever. Make you relax. So you've been to an actual hotel (laughs) where they have a coin operated vibrating bed. Yes. Uh, uh, I can't. I have say, experienced the cheap, vibration of a bed for I've, a quarter. <laughs> I've stayed in some cheap hotels in my life. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever stayed in a hotel so cheap that it had vibrating beds. This is the same kind of place that, like, on the outside on the sign would see, say like free showtime or something like that. Oh, you know, or like uh, rent by yeah. the hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Color TV. Yeah. <laughs> you know I that am, kind of thing. I apologize, everybody, that most of my jokes are dirty, but um. I'm gonna say it anyway. I don't know. I don't know why you. I guys think it's have funnier. I think it's funnier whenever you you qualify it like that. I don't know why you guys think. I don't know why you guys have to pay to make a bag shake, but I don't. So sucks for you. Well, I'll only pay a quarter. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, I get gas sometimes too. I, we all get gas. Oh, you're he talking, said he makes oh, bed shake. I said I get gas sometimes too. <laughs> All right, so uh, Magic Fingers Box, Bobby is, oh, I like magic. (laughs) I don't know what the hell he thinks it is. Uh, He puts a quarter in the box, the bed just starts vibrating all over the place. Uh, And he starts singing the Spice Girls song, I tell you what I want, what I really really want, uh, while he's vibrating, which is fantastic. Hank comes in, he's obviously been off getting snacks or something, he goes, get off there, Bobby, you're not 18, (laughs) which I think is, that's my favorite joke in this thing. Uh, He drags Bobby off the bed. Uh, Bobby says, this is the coolest bed I've ever seen. They don't have beds like this in Ireland. Uh, Hank unplugs it and goes, they certainly do not. He says, uh, Bobby says, look what I found in the nightstand. He's got a VHS tape that just happened to be left in this room, by the way, yeah, which so, I can only assume so that, got yeah, that's left what in I'm every saying, room. Like, you know? uh, well, whenever you see a VHS tape in a room with a vibrating bed with yep. quarters on the yep. wall, it kind of, uh, yep. I don't know if I would want to pop that one in. I don't yeah. know if I would even want to touch it. I'm expecting either latex or a snuff film. Yeah, I was, I was definitely, I was expecting a, a, some type of mm-hmm. seedy pornography. But the tape says, Wichita Falls Chamber of Commerce presents Training Camp of Champions. Uh, Hank says, what the heck is this? 
Bobby says, this is the tape that Wichita Falls made to show how great it is here, and they sent it to the Cowboys, and that's why they came. And then he starts, like, dancing around going, do you want to watch my tape? <laughs> Which I'm assuming is the end of the Spice Girls song. Yeah. They put the tape in the VHS, turn it on, and uh, it comes on, and the man uh, doing the voiceover says, Wichita Falls is really excited about bringing the Dallas Cowboys to our city. The North Texas town is a perfect spot for the training camp of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they show... A crowd in the stands. Uh, they've got a banner that says, We Heart the Cowboys. Uh, then they pan over to the park and a bunch of kids playing fool, uh, fool, bunch of kids playing uh, football in the park. Uh, Hank, of course, has a problem with it being called North Texas. He says, North Texas, my foot. It's more like South Oklahoma. South Oklahoma. Which is an insult, by the way. Which is an insult. Yeah. To call uh, a Texan in Oklahoma <laughs> is pretty people, people on the tape are just waving at the camera, and there's a big. Uh, uh, banner that goes over the main street says Wichita love the Dallas Cowboys or Wichita loves the Dallas Cowboys and uh, again Hank is is a little upset because he does not consider it South Texas uh, no he does not Bobby says well whatever you call it I like it more than Pigtown <laughs> Hank Hank is this really hits Hank hard oh it does because his hometown Hank. is the best town he goes he goes what his hometown now, is better than the the hometown of anybody his, his, his hometown is the pinnacle of hometowns this is a fantastic line well written says what now you wash your mouth out right now with two or three of those little soaps <laughs> two or three of two those or three of those soaps. little soaps <laughs> that's I so like good it. i hate hotel soap i hate hotel soap as well now since they started putting the the body wash in the little bottles that's fine okay the hotel soap bars they always leave me feeling sticky I just hate soap in general. Yeah, I, I agree I with tell. you there. I use mostly lard. It just rinses the grease right off. Or it adds to it. Either way, it's what nature intended. Uh, now, we're driving back into Arlen. This is that challenge right here. So we see them. Um, this is where Bobby starts talking about how he hates Arlen. But uh, they pass the Welcome to Arlen sign. Population 145,300. So we've got that fact. Uh, this is 1999. And then on the sign, it says area 8793. I am not sure what that area is. What is it? What, I thought what maybe. That area? What did you a, say? 8793. It says area 8793. Um, the only thing I really got was references to this. Well, but there's again, an area code 8793, and then you add a zero to it, but that's the only thing I could find anything like that. And that well, would be. I, I New believe Mexico. this is more of like a latitude and longitude type thing. Oh, or maybe okay. it's the total area in in miles. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. On That's that what I'm that. saying. If anybody can help us out with that, it would be greatly appreciated, and I'm happy to send you a sticker uh, if you can give us any of that sort of information because we are a little bit of a true crime here where we're trying to figure out where the hell Arlen is. Yeah, we're, we've been we've been exploring this uh, for a little while now. I don't know why it's a crime, but still. Uh, I just like to say true crime. Yeah. That way we can put it in that category. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, Bobby pulls his shirt over his mouth and says, sheesh, I never noticed what a dump this town is before. He goes, what's that smell? Ugh, I think I'm going to throw up. Uh, Hank says, it's just the sausage plant. That Have you ever drove jobs, by a hot Bobby? dog factory or anything like that before? No. Uh, there I, is a uh, Bar S hot dog, one of the, that's yeah, the gut yeah. route of hot dogs uh-huh. uh, in Oklahoma. That's I always bought. <laughs> yeah. Because they're cheap. They are cheap, but they're yeah. god awful for you. But uh, It's just sodium, man. It's fine. 
Well, it's not, it's not it. the sodium that bothers me. It's everything else. I mean, yeah. like, I know what sodium is, but I don't know what yeah. else they're putting into it. But uh, so, yeah, there's a Bar S uh, hot dog factory in Oklahoma that. Oh, I uh, cannot imagine it smells good. I can't imagine it smells good either. No, no, I, I would, I would, whenever he does this, all I could think about is over here in Waco, uh, when you get over close to Baylor, it used to smell like feces all the time. Like it would smell like the, the, they were stirring. What my dad would always say is they're stirring the shit. And so it was like that scent would come out, I guess, as they were rotating the tanks or something. It just smelled God God awful awful smell. And it was only in one area. But he goes, that smell means jobs, Bobby. And then he sniffs a couple of times and he rolls up all the windows. Rolls up all the windows, <laughs> realizes how bad it stinks. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't smell very well. So we are back at the uh, the Hill House. Uh, it is now night. Bobby is laying on the couch. This is a weird scene because Bobby's laying on the couch with all the lights off and only the TV on. So you're only getting the flicker of the TV as far as light goes. Yeah. Peggy is milling around in the kitchen. Uh, and we hear this announcer on TV saying the state of art mall, a state of the art mall is uh, anchored by Dillard's and JC Penney and our restaurants include both Chili's and Bennigan's. Bobby repeats this part to him. So, uh, he obviously has heard this commercial before he goes Chili's and Bennigan's and then he just kind of falls asleep. Uh, Peggy comes in, covers Bobby up with a blanket and then she heads off to the bedroom. She is wearing her pink, um, house coat. Yep. Over her nightgown, which uh, is uh, neither uh, appealing or revealing. Um, so she comes into the bedroom. Hank is already, or he's at the end of the bed taking his socks off. She goes, well, Bobby sure had a good time on his trip. Hank says, yeah, too good. Now he's down on his hometown. And they, yep. get, they get in bed together. He goes, all his dreams from now on are going to be about leaving. And then some high school guidance counselor, high school guidance counselor, high I love how he's just a little stick at a high school guidance counselor, he's going to tell him to follow his dreams. Then how will he end up? A fruit pie salesman with a whoopee cushion living in Wichita Falls. Peggy says, and I don't, are there a lot of fruit pie salesmen in I've Wichita Falls? I've never heard Falls? of a fruit pie I salesman. You, I don't so think you exclusively I'm sell fruit really pies. i sure. But uh, Peggy says, Hank, it's happening to the best of our young people. There is nothing here for them. Last week, two sixth graders told me they wanted to be astronauts. You can't find work as an astronaut in Ireland, Hank. Mm-mm, not anymore. My question is, when the hell did they have astronauts in Ireland? That's what I'm saying. I thought that was a very, <laughs> very, uh, very funny joke from, from Peg there. Uh, Hank, Hank just kind of sighs, and he goes, I've been trying to hire some teenagers at Strickland for months. No one wants to be a tank wipe these days. Well, no shit, Hank. Nobody nah, wants, nobody to, be wants to be a tank wipe. wipe not even, time. not even Joe Jack or any of those people there. Enrique, none of them want to be tank wipes. That sucks. Yeah, Hank doesn't even want to do it. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, He's Hank trying to hire teenagers to do it because they're cheap. Do a job that he doesn't want to do That's himself. Right. Yeah. So the next night. That's why I work here. <laughs> you do a fine tank wipe. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, the next night uh, we are at Poncho's Mexican Buffet. Isn't that an actual buffet place? It is an actual buffet place. I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. Uh, We see the big poncho sign outside. And this is a rare occasion where a real place makes an appearance. appearance Well, it's two in one episode. You got Dairy Queen and you got uh, ponchos. Because, you know, later on, Luby's becomes Luli's. And Whataburger becomes like Waterburger or something. They change it all. Uh, But you see Dale's uh, Bugabago. I said it right parked out in front uh, next to Hank's truck, and then we go inside. Let me tell you about ponchos real quick. We used to have a ponchos here in Waco, and yeah. I, I liked it. 
Uh, it is cheap as you can get Mexican food. And I put that in air quotes because it, there's nothing either Mexican or ethnic about it. Um, it is a buffet. You go through a, uh, uh, like a cafeteria style line with a tray. Okay. They had, um, I remember the, uh, they had like, a enchiladas. They had, uh, a chili relleno, which was one of the Ooh. worst things I've ever put in my mouth. It, Sounds delicious. Well, the problem was it was very spongy, right? It was very oh, spongy, not, not very good. Uh, and, of course, they had, you know, all the Mexican staples or whatever. And uh, you would go through, and then you take your tray to the table, and on the table you had a little flag. And so when you were out of food, you oh, would raise funny. the flag, and they oh, would so come around like and say. it was like a buffet where they served mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. you would have a yeah. menu, and they would come around and just say, hey, what do you want? The, hey, what do you want? The only other thing that I've ever experienced. That's a unique yeah. buffet. I was going to say, the only other thing that I've ever experienced like that is like a Brazilian steakhouse. You go to a Brazilian steakhouse. They're opening one. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you get a Brazilian steakhouse, you get a like a coaster. It's green on one side, red on the other side. As long as you leave it on green, they keep bringing you meat. Oh. Oh well, yeah, man. it's pretty amazing. I need, I need to check out. A it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Sounds, uh, sounds like a great business model. So, Ponchos, uh, the first Ponchos restaurant opened in El Paso, which okay. makes sense yeah, in nineteen fifty-eight. The restaurant was founded by Jesse Arambade Jr., who also owns Los Banditos de Carlos and Mickey's restaurant. Uh, he learned how to make Mexican dishes from his mother. His experience in cooking in large quantities was serving on an American naval troop ship during World War II. Uh, he would contribute towards his concept of how to operate a buffet-style restaurant. That makes total sense, right? Yeah, you're that in makes the, total you're in the, sense. Yeah, you're in the army or whatever, and you're you're. I mean, that's that's fantastic. He used exactly what he learned. Uh, after several years of operating his restaurant as a success, uh, he turned his energy towards creating a Poncho's restaurant chain. The company eventually relocated its corporate office from El Paso to Fort Worth. Uh, in 1966, in 2007, Poncho's moved east again, this time to Dallas. Since 1979, the corporation has changed hands between several owners and partners. The restaurant chain is owned and managed by managed by Poncho's Mexican Buffet, Inc., which was previously named Pamex Foods, Inc. Pamex Foods, Inc. changed its corporate name to Poncho's Mexican Buffet in 1982. In 1988, there were 55 Poncho's Mexican Buffet restaurants. At the end of 2000, there were only 48, and the company employed 2001 people. September 2004, there were only 40 located in the U.S., Arizona, Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. Oh, okay. I do know there's still one in Fort Worth because yeah, I've driven by it several times. There's still one there. I've seen um, it. And if I am anywhere near a Poncho's, I will probably stop there as long as my wife's not in the truck. I'm sure your wife doesn't like Ponchos. Oh, she does not like the Ponchos. No. Her dad, uh, when her parents got divorced, uh, he would come and pick them up on the weekends, and they always ate those patio TV dinners. And so she has had all of the cheap Mexican food uh, she's yeah. ever wanted. I could, I could understand. I could see yeah. that divorced dad meals are generally oh, yeah. uh, not yeah. the best. I, I've never experienced divorced dad meals at home, but I've been to uh, friends' houses uh, yeah. where yeah. dad recently divorced mom. And we're hanging at dad's house now instead yeah. of hanging. At, you know, we're bouncing back and sure. forth where we're hanging sure. out at. Well, you at mom's house and mom caters to you, and <laughs> mom's made sure everybody's got a soda to drink yeah. or, a, yeah. or a, you know whatever you want to drink kind of thing. Checking up on you every twenty. Oh, you boys hungry? You boys would, hungry? You go to the dad's house. It's like yeah, serve yourself. Hot boys. dogs and sloppy joes. Hot pockets. That was like the only meal rolls. that I think I had at my buddy's house for like yeah. before his dad figured out cooking. Sure, was hot dogs and sloppy joes every time <laughs> I was at his house. Sloppy joes was a meal too, yeah. because that took some prepping. 
Oh, hot dogs did not. No, hot dogs didn't. Uh, he would also take them to see R-rated movies that her mother wouldn't take them to see. So oh. he was he was playing the fun dad. Yeah. Uh, well, you got to play your cards however, however you can get it, I guess. So they're all at this table. And when I say all, I mean Hank, Peggy, Dale, uh, Bill, Boomhauer, Nancy, and Luann. They're all sitting at this, this big table at Poncho's, which they did have big tables because you would get large parties coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Both wide and in numbers. Um and everyone at the table is dressed to go out to eat. Hank's wearing a tie. Uh, okay. Dale is wearing a jacket. I mean, it's like they all got dressed up to go out to eat to Poncho's Mexican Buffet. There's nothing wrong with getting so. dressed up <laughs> to eat at Poncho's it's Mexican Buffet. It's just odd to me. Well, that reminds me as a kid, it didn't matter where we were going out to eat. If mm-hmm. we were going out to eat for a meal, like a nighttime meal, mm-hmm. it didn't matter if it was, you know, Olive Garden or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Everybody was dressed into the nines just because it was such a rare occasion to go out to eat a meal at night. That's true. So at Poncho's, Hank is uh, like holding court at the foot of the table, and he goes, and the problem is our kids are leaving. Dale, who is is standing up for some reason, says, uh, Hank's right. If all the children leave Arlen, there'll be no young to take care of our old. Uh, Our old will feed off our very old. Our very old who who are not eaten will wish they had been eaten. Uh, which is a very bleak take on uh, what's going to happen if some of the kids leave Arlen. Uh, Hank stands up. Uh, again, he's in a tie. He goes, uh, Dale, that's not going to happen. Now, not if we do something about it. We're going to keep our young people by bringing the Dallas Cowboys training camp to Arlen. Everybody just gasps. and they yeah. go, Oh, my God, what a great idea. Well, okay. Number one, Cowboys haven't been good for probably three years now. I mean, they're they're still good. They just hadn't been winning. They're decent, but they're not. Yeah, they're point. not doing what they need to do to to win. And who's, shout out to Josh and Sydney. If you guys listen to this, you thought this was your year. It wasn't again. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Wow, that was wow. a that was a very personal dig. It was brutal. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know that you're Savagery. keeping kids in Arlen by bringing the Dallas Cowboys training camp there. I just don't think that's a thing. No, I don't think so either. You're going to get two weeks, a month maybe, of fans coming. That's about it. That's it. So everybody gasped with all that. Hank says, I know it's a long shot, but if we make a movie about Arlen and send it to the Cowboys, of course, this piques Nancy's interest. Because Nancy is a TV personality. She goes, do you really think we can make a movie, Hank? He goes, I know we can. We used to make movies all the time. Remember, Dale, you practically slept with that little camcorder. Dale says, practically. I was going to be the next Zapruder. Except nobody shot a president after that. Nobody knew what he was doing. Yeah. So tell me about Zapruder. Okay, so uh, Zapruder. Give me just one second. I have some notes. Zapruder. Uh, So... Zapruder was a, uh, it was shot on a, the Zapruder film uh, is related to the uh, Kennedy Kennedy assassination. So uh, the Zapruder film is the famous film that anybody sees that anytime the news talks mm-hmm. about it, it's, it's like the most famous, uh, probably one of the most famous few minutes of film oh, yeah. in history. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a silent eight millimeter color sequence shot by a man named Abraham Zapruder. Zapruder. Uh, he did it on a Bell and Howe eight millimeter camera. So... Uh, he was standing there recording uh, when when he when uh, Kennedy got shot. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
the Secret Service promised Zapruder that the film would only be used for the official investigation and stuff like that. So the film kind of like changed hands and, and did a lot of it. Kind of kind of moved around a little bit. So there was a copy that was uh, the footage was sold to Life Magazine for 150k. Uh, at the time, at the huge time, huge amount of money, huge amount of money, yep. uh, equivalent to 1.3 million in today's yep. money. Yep. Uh, so Dan Rather was the first to report on the footage By on the national way, television. I'd, I'd like to go on on record as saying I'm willing to sell any of my footage for 1.3 million dollars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I will. You can have any. I have a lot of. I have, I have a lot of footage of like the inside of my pocket, my feet. Things like that I as I have, screw uh, up and hit the wrong button. I actually have some never-before-seen pictures of the 1953 tornado. Really? I actually have wow. some never-been-before-released. One 1953, of my dad's cousins. 1953 tornado here in Waco, Texas. Yeah, here in Waco, it, Texas. It is still talked about today. There's yeah. a memorial, the whole thing. It's a thing. huge thing. Yeah. So one of my dad's cousins, uh, way older cousin, you know, World War II vet kind of mm-hmm. age, uh, he remembers driving from Houston to Waco the yep. day after to come yep. check on the family and yep. you know help everybody out or whatever sure. and uh, he took pictures when he came to town and he only took like five five or six photos yep. but I, I have those at the house never before been released ever my uh, my dad was downtown whenever it happened uh, in like a department store with my grandmother oh or wow something at the time yeah yeah, he'll tell you stories about it. I've I've heard them all. I'm good. Yeah, but uh, back on the Zapruder thing, real fast. So uh, they used his deal through the through the court case, and there's like a lot of controversies and stuff about it. Sure, huge amount of controversy. I don't really want to go into it because it's extremely no, extensive. It's a big deal, yeah. But uh, many documentaries, anything to do Seinfeld episode, Seinfeld episode, <laughs> An entire uh, movie, entire movie, yep. anything to do with the Kevin Costner, right? JFK, Oliver Stone, yeah, JFK. Kevin Costner. That was Kevin right. Costner. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, paid yeah. eighty five thousand dollars to the Zapruder family for the use of the film. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, so eighty five thousand—that's nothing. That's nothing, especially at the time compared that JFK to what was the made. movie was actually yeah. probably going to make. Yeah, but uh, I bet it's made a billion dollars at this point. Oh, you know, easy. But you know, so there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of controversy, a lot of drama behind it all. Long story short. Uh, the Zapruder film is like the only recording that we have of yeah. the shooting. It's the most famous. The other recording that's never been released, never been found because they couldn't, they couldn't, the, the, the investigators could not find the woman was the babushka. Yeah. The uh, woman over there. On so the it was a woman that had the shawl out. and everything yeah. on and she had a yeah. camera too. Uh, there's uh, multiple theories on that. She mm-hmm. might've been another shooter. He was a robot. Or if she was just filming it. So whatever, you know, whatever you think or feel. Uh, Russian robot. The funny stuff, since they do mention Jack Ruby. Uh, no, not, it's not in this episode they mention Jack Ruby, is it? No, it's no, next I'll one. save it for yeah, the next, next one. one. Yeah, I'll yeah. save that for the next episode. So Nancy pipes up, Shug, as a professional on-air personality, I'd be glad to donate my services. I've always wanted to branch out from weather into hard infotainment. Infotainment. Love that. Yeah, I like that too. Hard infotainment. Hard infotainment. Peggy says, uh huh. And every good, she's just so condescending. As we go, as we go, I am buying into this terrible Peggy thing. Uh, She goes, uh huh. And every good movie starts with a what? A good script. Yep. Pass assault, please. I mean, that's that's her whole thing, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this made me think that her and Hank had these steps planned out. Uh, because he goes, hey, Peggy, you're a writer. You could write the script. She goes, me? Well, all right. I'll do it for the children of Arlen. <laughs> I mean, Just they, for the children. They already had that planned out. Come yeah, on. It's for the children of Arlen. Hank says, Hank says, I will be the president of the movie. President of the movie? That's not a thing, right? I mean, isn't it director? Uh, it's director. Uh, whatever yeah. Hank doesn't know what it. movie means. <laughs> I'll be the president of the film. Uh, and... Uh, 
uh boomhauer pipes up and says uh tell you what man all you need man one of them dang old narrator you're gonna get acted like movie trailer man and go like in a world where love is against the law you know something like that man <laughs> 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 it's fantastic yeah it is uh hank yeah or we could put you in an armadillo suit bill you'll be in charge of snacks i mean <laughs> that honestly is pretty condescending no, it's, also yeah, it's, it's definitely condescending uh bill uh is in a i, I made sure to note this because it's the only time i've ever seen it bill is in a mint green v-neck sweater so he is all dressed up to go out to eat i would imagine that has some enchirito stains on it after they get done oh right? yeah heavily stained with enchiritos <laughs> you talking about red sauce all over the place he says bill you're in charge of snacks bill pipes up with this calls for sopapillas and then the waitress brings him a big plate of sopapillas you like the sopapillas? I like sopapillas. Yeah, yeah, they're very good. I like uh, the dolce de leche stuff too. My mom makes a really good uh, three milk. Uh, uh, it's a what is it? it's a dolce de leche pie cake. Mm, pie so cake. she makes like the cake dolce de leche, then yeah. she makes a do- dolce de leche pie. Yeah, and she puts the puts pie in the cake. It's a t- it's a pie caking. Pie caking. Yeah. Uh, and Hank pipes up and says, Not to All be confused right. with Bukaki. That's right. Yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> uh, Hank pipes up and says, All right, yeah, how about them cowboys? Sopapillas for everyone. And then we pan over to uh, Bobby and Joseph playing a boxing video game right next to the claw machine. Yeah. And he goes, In Wichita Falls, this button doesn't stick. And you can see Hank in the background just kind of looking on. And that is where they take a commercial break, and we will do the same, and we will be right right back. Hello. Do you suffer from migraines? Stiff neck? Tension headaches? Come see me, John Redcourt, your licensed New Age healer. I'll help you get rid of that. Thank you. This has been my ad. All right, and we are back from those fantastic commercial announcements. Uh, my favorite was for the new wooden leg. Uh, okay, so now we are um, we're making a movie. So uh, when we come back, we see y- you see this a lot in movies and TV shows where they're focusing through like the camera lens, you know, or like the uh, the monitor on the camera. So you see the the frame, and you see the little record thing in the corner yeah, and yeah. the counter yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff going on. Like the, it, old, the old uh, VHS cameras. Yes, yes. Yeah. and there's a lot of movement in this thing. It's focusing in and out, and it's kind of moving around and stuff. Well, that's the thing that you don't really get anymore with uh, like yeah, a lot stabilization of stabilization uh, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, now back in the uh, back in the day with like a VHS player, mm-hmm. you put your movie in. And you have all this stuff on the screen mm-hmm. for a second. You know, you got your Play, counter, your the time, counter, the time yeah. of day it mm-hmm. is, the date, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then yeah. it all goes away and then your movie starts. That's where you see if anybody actually set their their clock. Yeah. You know, because yeah, exactly if it comes it up is. at 12, then you know. Uh, so we see Nancy on the screen. She is standing next to uh, the Arlen sign. Um, and she says, uh, welcome, Jerry Jones. I'm Nancy Hicks Gribble, and I'll be your tour guide on a magical journey through Arlen, Texas. The next training campsite of the Dallas Cowboys. Sharks may be scary, as is the spear like Marlin, but fear not, Jerry Joan, for landlocked Arlen is darling. Landlocked Gross. Arlen is darling. <laughs> why would you say landlocked that. Arlen? Well, like, we find out. We find out why. Um, like it's now, anything. Like it's going to be anything but landlocked. We see behind the camera. Uh, there's a the whole crew there. You got Peggy with the script. 
You got Dale on the camera. That's why it's shaking and going all over the place. You see Boomhauer. He's already in that armadillo suit. He Big in the armadillo suit. orange armadillo suit. Hank says, cut. And uh, Dale, of course, immediately, we're going to get the cowboys. Hank says, let's not get ahead of ourselves, Dale. Uh, now, I noticed you were jiggling the camera a bit. We really don't need any fancy camera tricks by jiggling, I guess. Uh, he goes, yeah, just point and shoot. Yeah. Dale says, gotcha. Yo, shaky cam sucks, man. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, okay, I have a fight with you over that one. Uh, he says, gotcha. Consider me a human tripod with an invisible third leg. Gross. Yes, that's pretty gross. Uh, now we're in front of the Y'all Store It uh, with Dale's Bugaboo, Bugaboo, parked out front. Uh, uh, oh, shit, I said it wrong. Bugabago. So bug sorry. <laughs> that guy's going to yell at us again. Yeah, he is. Uh, Bugabago. Uh, Nancy, again, is in front, and the camera is still doing that kind of stuff. She goes, like you car cowboys, Arlenites are rugged individualists. We are do-it-yourselfers for your information. That's D-I-Y-F-Y-I. One more reason that Arlen is darling. Yikes. Hank says, cut. Not a fan. Yeah, not a <laughs> yeah, fan. Yeah, not a fan either. Hank says, cut. Okay. That was written Okay. And acted pretty good, but it needs, uh, it needs, hmm, let me think about this. And he's like going into his director mode. He goes off from him for a second. He's like rubbing his chin and watching and waiting. Everybody is. He goes, all right, let's do it again. Maybe a little better this time. Well, that's fantastic, Hank. Good job. You really yeah. came up with some fantastic really notes there. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, we're still outside the storage. Uh, Peggy is editing her script by hand, of course, uh, in the back of the Bug-A-Bago. The Bug-A-Bago. Uh, the back of it is up. It's just a minivan. But the back of it is up, and she's in there kind of working. Uh, Nancy walks up to Peggy and goes, I don't care what Hank says, Suge. I thought your script was just wonderful. Peggy just kind of laughs. She goes, well, thank you, Nancy. I got that rhyming idea from Charles Corralt. Or was it Charles Osgord? Wait, was it the one with the mistress and the Winnebago? Uh, she goes, oh, uh, they all fool around, Shug. Anyway, your script is brilliant. I wouldn't change a word. Here we go with the uh, beginning of what becomes an all-out fight with everybody. Uh, Peggy says, well, <laughs> now that you mention it, you did change one tiny little word. She's pointing at the script. Uh, and what's funny to me is you can see it kick in on Nancy when Easily she, kick in, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she takes the makeup clamshell she's got, you know, with a little mirror in it, and she slams it and goes, really, did I? You know, just so <laughs> passive-aggressive. <laughs> yeah. uh, Peggy says, yeah, uh, you changed Arlenites instead of Arlenians. She goes, oh, well, that's the Channel 84 preferred term for residents of Arlen. What? Uh, Peggy says, the well. The Channel 84 preferred <laughs> term. Preferred term. Yeah. She goes, well, technically, residents of Arlen are called Arlenians, as a substitute educator, I would know that. Okay, once again, Peggy, <laughs> dial it back a notch. Once again, uh, I will substitute I will, teacher. I yeah. will sort of agree with Peggy here, just because Arlenians sounds better than Arlenites. Yeah, Arlenites sounds like you're you're from the planet Arlen or yeah. something. You know, it just sounds terrible. Arlenian sounds kind of alien too. Arlenian sounds a little bit, but I can see it. Yeah. Uh, Nancy responds with, <laughs> well, you're the writer, Shug. I'm just the professional television personality, uh, which, again, just rough. Uh, now we see Nancy on the tape. Uh, Hank and Dale are watching it back. Uh, it, again, it's going in and out. It's blurry, back and forth, bouncing up and down. And Nancy is saying, like you cowboys, Arlenites. 
And uh, Hank says, I'm duct taping your Zoom because he's watching it with Dale. He goes, oh. Yeah. And then Boomhauer over in the orange armadillo costume comes over and says, hey, man, old heat rash, man. Dang old, dang old, hot, dang old, dang old human hothouse in here, man. <laughs> <laughs> A human hothouse in here, man. Human hothouse. God dang it. Hank says, Boomhauer, we'll get to you tomorrow. I promise. And <laughs> you just hear, you hear Boomhauer. And this wasn't in the, the transcript that I printed out. He goes, uh, Thank you, man. And then as he goes over, he goes, dang old, hurry up and wait, man. <laughs> dang old, hurry up and you wait. You see Bill over there on the side, Bill and Bobby standing there with uh, cheese trays because they are craft services now, I would, yes. I would assume, yes. or snacks as they call it in Ireland. Uh, Bill goes, oh gosh, I don't know who's sweating more, me or the cheese. There is just sweat pouring off of this fat man. And he is holding these trays of cheese. It is gross looking. I would not want any yeah, of this cheese. Yeah, I wouldn't cheese. want his cheese. No, no, no. So now we've got Hank and Bobby sitting at the uh, football field there in Arlen. Uh, and Bobby is talking to Hank. He goes, Dad, you look tired. He goes, I guess it's hard to get enough rest when you're presidenting a film. Presidenting a film. Presidenting a film. <laughs> I think he means executive producer. Sure. Right? Is that what he's... Uh, I guess. A director or whatever. Hank says, yep, and he's drawing up something on a clipboard. He goes, see, I'm going to do a big shot from up here. Funniest, second funniest joke in this thing. They show you what he's been drawing. It's three stick figures in three boxes. There's nothing going on on there. No, it's just stick figures that he's drawing yeah, in boxes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby says, do you really think the Cowboys have moved to Ireland? Hank, I sure do, son. Imagine what it will be like. We'll go get autographs, and Troy Eggman will toss the ball around with you because that's a one-to-one. Um, yeah, like that's going to happen. <laughs> he goes, and I wish I could have had Dandy Don Meredith or Roger Staubach throwing me passes when I was your age. Even Craig Morton would have been all right. I love I you, Bobby. Was, uh, I'm guessing this <laughs> Craig says, Morton was I got a something for you. low rent. The funniest thing, though, is I love you, Bobby. There's this the biggest pregnant pause and Bobby, pause, yeah. Bobby turns to him and goes, what? He what? goes, uh, uh, nothing. Hey, look at that bird. He, he hasn't heard it. He's heard it so few times. <laughs> oh, yeah, he doesn't know. It, takes, it, it, it kind of takes him, takes him aback. Did yeah. I hear that right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing. Uh, look at that bird. Yeah, he's taken aback by it a little bit. Larry mm. Craig Morton, born February 5th, 1943, is an American, a former American football quarterback who played in the National Football League for 18 seasons. 18. That's a lot as a quarterback. Uh, primarily with Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos. He played college football at California. Uh, following nine season on, uh, I'm sorry, he was uh, selected by the Cowboys fifth overall in the 1965 draft, so only five years after they started. Uh, following nine seasons on a Cowboys, uh, a quarterback controversy with Roger Staubach led to Morton joining the New York Giants for three seasons. Oh, okay. He spent his final six seasons as a member of the Broncos, winning NFL Comeback Player of the Year and AFC Offensive Player of the Year in 1977. Morton is the first starting quarterback to appear in a Super Bowl with more than one franchise, having helped uh, led the Cowboys to Super Bowl V and the Broncos to Super Bowl uh, Twelve. He is also the only quarterback to start for multiple franchises. Uh, I'm sorry, that's, uh, yeah, 10, 1, yeah, that's 12. Uh, only quarterback to start for multiple franchises in their inaugural Super Bowl appearance. Morton was inducted to the College Football Hall of Fame in 1992. Oh, okay. So there you go. There's all you ever didn't want to know about Craig Morton. Uh, <clears throat> so, again, we get a super pregnant pause. We get an I love you from Hank, which I don't know if that ever happens again. Bobby is very taken back, and he goes, look at that bird. Uh, now, my favorite place and the place I'm going to look for a T-shirt from, uh, we are at the Arlen Snake Farm and Boot Outlet, and then there's a little thing on the sign that says, now with monkeys, 
which is fantastic. <laughs> a boot outlet <laughs> a now boot with monkeys. Outlet now with monkeys. Well, like again, that's a good idea. When your snakes die, you make boots. Yep, got to. You know, snake boots. There's Lemon. a snake in my boots. Lemons, lemonade, snake, boot, boot. outlet. Yeah. Uh, and we are standing outside of the snake farm. Dale, Hank, Boomhauer in the armadillo suit uh, without the head. Uh, and Hank says, Dale, stop putting your bug truck in the background of all these shots. What kind of message are we sending? Arlen is full of bugs. Which trying to get all that free advertising. I don't blame Dale, honestly, for putting his bugabago in the background of all these shots. I mean, I think it's yeah, actually it's a smart thing until somebody tells you to stop. Uh, Dale says, you think that's all I do? I killed eight gophers last year and a purebred Tennessee walking horse that looked at me funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Yikes. <laughs> he put down a horse that that's looked a, at him that's weird. A, a Tennessee walking horse at that. <laughs> that's, that sounds like an expensive kind of horse. Ah, uh, Tennessee walking horse that looked at me odd. It's a horse I'd attach my wagon to. Uh, Peggy says, did you know that prima donna had the gall to suggest changing my slogan from Arlen is Darlin' to Arlen where Super Bowls are born? Which I got to tell you, that's is a lot better. Especially, you got to know your market. You know, you got to know your audience, and that, yeah, that's you definitely, definitely have to audience. know your audience. This gets Hank, and he goes, "Oh, where Super Bowls are born? Hmm, where is Nancy anyway?" She says, "Well, Miss Pris is pouting in her trailer," and she looks over at the Bugabago. <laughs> so the Bugabago is the talent trailer. You know, and this, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and introduce this next scene. Uh, the rest of the scene. Well, Peggy says she won't do my snake scene. Yeah, now, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm mainly referring to the John Red. Like she goes to the deal, she's in this thing, she won't get out of the deal, and then John Redcorn pulls up. <laughs> two episodes so, in a row, by the way. Yeah, with, two with episodes the, in a row with the John Redcorn, John Redcorn thing. thing. So, uh, <laughs> why is everyone just sitting around while they're having sex in this van? Well, I'm well. That's Everybody you're, knows. You're assuming they're having sex. I'm uh, a, no, I'm not assuming. Van is not rocking. It doesn't have to rock. That's true. So they John didn't go Redcorn, knocking. Man. That's what the most boring sex is. No, not when you're John. <laughs> I think John Redcorn has stuff. Ma- like like he has mastered the art of ethereal stealth, sex. Stealth effing. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's had to have sex with Nancy for like 20 sure. years behind the scenes. Sure. So. I'm sure he's got some skill is, in it. He's human Tylenol. At he's this like point, the assassin of vagina. <laughs> he's like the pussy assassin. <laughs> assassin. He's there and then he's gone. That's definitely already a shirt. Yeah, I'm sure. So, well, speaking uh, of shirts, uh, I, was, I stumbled on your Oni Oni Chan stuff. <laughs> and I was looking at all the shirts that y'all had in y'all's merch store. Yeah, those are some bangers. Thank you. All the silo stuff yeah. was the funniest shit on earth. Yeah, I we thought that was bring great. That up. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Let's that let's uh, let's go to something else. Uh, so we, we we fade to later in the day, and uh, Bill's got the food out. Him and Bobby are just sitting there chowing down on the craft services. Uh, Dale's still got the camera. Peggy's still got the script. Hank and Luann are all standing around next to the Bugabago. Everybody is waiting on this prima donna to come out of her trailer, yeah. which is a Bugabago. John Redcorn pulls up in the Jeep. Uh, on the, on the uh, stereo of the Jeep, Billy Squire playing The Stroke. Stroke it, stroke it, stroke it. That's the hair metal. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, that's another one I would argue with you, though, as far as Billy Squire goes. Uh, That song is hair metal. He says, uh, Hank says, thank God you're here, John Redcorn. Uh, And Dale says, yeah, Nancy won't come out of the Bugabago. Uh, John Redcorn walks over to the side door of the Bugabago, because, again, it's just a minivan. He opens it up, uh, goes in, and talks to Nancy for about half a second. And he goes, Nancy has a headache and requires treatment. I will need about an hour and a bottle of Asti Spumante. Which I looked up. <laughs> it is a wine. Yes. It was Not only is it a wine, it's one of the wine. oldest yes. grape varietals uh, in the world. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, and, of course, uh, Dale says, I'll get it. 
just, I mean, he's, nice. I, it just is crazy to me how he feeds their their uh, their sex. I mean, I he, honestly don't understand that at all. He, but okay. he is he was a cuck before there were cucks. Uh, so uh, anyway, John Redcorn gets into the Bugabago and he's taking care of Nancy's quote unquote headache. Later, they're all still standing around and waiting, uh, and Peggy says, that's it. You've pampered that woman long enough. Uh, put me on camera right this second. Come on, come on. Snakes and I are ready to go. She picks up a snake, and it's a red and yellow. I don't know what those are called, but I always heard red and yellow kill a fellow. Uh, it uh, is a yeah, red. Coral? Yeah, it's a red snake yeah. with yellow stripes around it that are, that are encompassed in black. Uh, doesn't look like a friendly snake. But Peggy just goes over, picks the damn snake up. What were the bands up. again on there? Uh, on that it, one, it's that one, a solid red snake that has a yellow and black band on it. The yellow band is a lot lot wider. But uh, she's saying all this to Hank. She's like, screw That's this. It's a coral. Okay, so that is a coral. They're the only venomous snake in Texas that is brightly colored red, yellow, and black bands completely encircling the body. Red and yellow kill So fella. she is... She's effectively holding a poisonous snake in her hand. Well, not only that, she just goes over and picks it the hell up. Picks it up like it's nothing. Yeah. But that it, would be a... It's a very Peggy thing to do. Uh, well, to be fair, she was raised on a... Apparently, she was raised on a ranch. That's true. So they would. she would be used Montana, to... Montana, right? Yeah, Montana. Yeah. So she'd be used to dealing with snakes and... Yeah, that's true. Oh, she, yeah, she, so. there's no way Peggy's ever been scared of a spider, a snake, a mouse, or anything like that. Peggy... Nah, she's not scared of nothing, but Peggy the thing for me... Peggy stomp it with her big-ass thi- foot. The thing for me is is that uh, Texas doesn't have very many venomous snakes. There's only like a, like five or six, I think, species of venomous snakes We've in Texas. we got the rattler, the coral. The rattler, the coral. The, the uh, moccasin. moccasin. Water moccasins, mm-hmm. uh, which a water moccasin is a, uh, it's actually a... Uh, Eel? No, I can't think of what they call them. And there's a... Dog? Uh, Sweet Whatever. treat. It's a snake. It was a certain type of snake. I couldn't remember the name of it. But either way, they're all yeah. It's crazy that she's holding a venomous snake. Long story short. So uh, Hank says uh, maybe we should give John Redcorn a few more minutes because he loves Peggy. There's no doubt about this. But he understands what Peggy is too. He he knows that Peggy is not your on air personality. Nah, I mean, she's, she's not. She's not. And you know it's Peggy. kind of. I don't. know, It's kind of sad as a husband that he does that to her though because. Uh, you know, uh, my wife isn't homely. She's actually very beautiful. But if my wife yeah. was homely, yeah. like, well, you can't make her feel I'm bad. not even talking about the homely part. It's it's like if I'm talking about my wife, my wife, um, then I would never put her in the studio here to record. It's yeah, just not say, her be deal. Be very careful. Be yeah, very careful. it's not her deal, right? <laughs> yeah. She knows that this is my deal, right? Yeah, and sure. so she doesn't really want any part of that. And I, I get it. I understand. That. That's all I was talking about. He understands her limitations. Yeah, you know? and then she is. She is a ball of nerves. Plus, so she becomes very is. Peggy. So uh, <laughs> you, get, uh, you get Peggy saying uh, she makes a twirling uh, motion with her, with her finger and goes, she goes, you know what that is? He says, no. She goes, let me tell you. It's the sound of Arlen's future going right down the toilet. You know whose butt is on that seat? Well, it's yours, Hank. It's your butt. He goes, <laughs> Dale, get the camera. Because he doesn't want his butt going down with, with Arlen. No, he does not. Nobody wants to go down with uh, down with the ship. So we're now <laughs> shooting the video, and it's Peggy standing there with the snake. Uh, the monkeys are all behind her, and she's got a mouse in the other hand. So she's got a, the coral snake in one hand and a mouse in the other hand. And this is... this. I think maybe the funniest scene coming up. Hank says, okay, we're rolling. Now just try to relax. And remember, all the cowboys will be watching you. No pressure there, Hank. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. Peggy, very nervously, says, it's feeding time here at the world-famous Arlen Snake Farm. You cowboys have a lot in common with these hungry vipers. They devour rodents just the way you devour opponents. 
Uh, <laughs> and, I like and, this, buddy. And then she starts smacking the snake and the mouse together on the heads <laughs> because she's yeah, trying she to really get awkward, yeah. well she's trying to get the snake to eat the mouse and it's not happening and then finally the snake's mouth opens and she just like starts shoving the little mouse's head into the snake's mouth it's just the craziest looking thing she's force feeding a mouse to a coral snake yeah uh hank says time out time out luann literally gasps at this and just runs off she's so upset by the fact that she was about to watch a mouse get eaten by <laughs> yeah. a snake he goes uh that was uh oh look here's nancy now and you see nancy get out of the bugabago with a, she got a shitload of makeup on her face by the a way a ton of because it's it's yeah, a whole different ton, color yeah. her face is a whole different color he goes, uh, Nancy, Peggy was just uh, standing in for you. Now, honey, if you'll just step aside, uh, Peggy's pissed. Uh, Nancy, why don't we do this with uh, your new slogan, Arlen, where Super Bowls are born. You, know, you can see Peggy is just oof. Uh, number one, you've, you've replaced her with Nancy again, who was just off pouting. And number two, you've told her it's okay to replace her writing. So that's tough. Uh, yeah, that's definitely tough. Nancy says, oh, I'll <laughs> say my slogan, Shug, but I'm not touching that little mouse. This is where it all starts. Peggy says, all <laughs> hell's about to break loose. She goes, oh, yes, you are. And she puts the mouse on Nancy. And then we hear Leonard Skinner start playing. Uh, Give me two steps, whatever that song is. Uh, but we hear that start to play, which had to cost him an arm and a leg to get that song, I would imagine. Um, or two legs. <laughs> she uh, she she screams and freaks out because the mouse is on her. Uh, she chucks the mouse across the the set. It lands on Boomhauer, who is uh, fully in the armadillo costume. Uh, it starts getting in there. He freaks out. He knocks over a bucket of mice. A whole bucket. Yeah. A bucket of mice. It gets a little weird right here, too. The monkeys, yeah. uh, sorry, the mice start, they're going everywhere. The monkeys start freaking out. Mm -hmm. uh, they start pulling on Nancy's hair. Uh, they stick a finger up her nose, which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Disgusting. You hear Bill, off my cheese. Uh, oh, he you, screams at Bobby to come help him with the cheese. He says, and Bobby, yeah. come help save the cheese. And they're both like they're both shoveling, just shoving cheese, cheese into their mouth. rats yeah, crawling over their rats hands. Are crawling yeah, all over. Disgusting. The monkeys actually grab a couple of clumps of hair out of Nancy's head and as she like, runs by. Holds him against he his head, puts yeah. it up against his head like, ha ha, look at this dumb bitch. And, <laughs> and, and then one of the monkeys literally bites the head off a mouse oh, right yeah, in front of everybody. Yeah, oh, and, and he, he doesn't just bite it. He like stretches it. And pulls it out. Yeah, and for anybody that <laughs> doesn't crazy. know, uh, Arlenian, uh, we've got uh, we got some people watching. We got about seven people. So oh, great! Hey, everybody, what's up, guys? What's up, everybody? We got uh, Jordan watching welcome, us. Welcome, Arlenites. Uh, welcome, Arlenites. You are Arlenians, <laughs> whatever you uh, identify as. Jordan, Smoke Shop, Atlanta. Yep, Smoke yep. Shop in Atlanta. Thank so you, Jordan. Uh, and then uh, we've got uh, TK TRA Verse. Love your podcast and Justin S. Castro. Thanks, guys. Best podcast ever. Thank y'all for hanging out oh, with us. We appreciate sweet. it. Uh, so uh, he says, uh, or Peggy comes back and says, she said Arlenite. It's Arlenian. 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 Either I get an apology or guess what? I quit. Uh, and then you see Nancy. She goes, well, you you just quit, Shug. Uh, and then she starts crying. Uh, and then Peggy quits. Uh, Bill comes up and says, if Peggy quits, I quit. Boomhauer, out of costume, in his Speedo now, says, oh, man, dang old white yeah, guy, man, I quit. Uh, 
Uh, here comes Dale. Hank, you have really bully ragged this production and stifled my creativity from day one. It is now uh, looks at the watch, which I did notice uh, or i did notate that this is the best joke of the entire thing because he goes you have stifled my creativity from day one it is now and he looks at his watch and goes day two well that's not a time that but is not okay a time. Yeah. <laughs> i love that. that is not a time he goes i quit and then hank's like well, what about the cowboys the cowboys Bobby, who's always the final one comes up and goes it's okay dad we were crazy to try to compete with wichita falls this is killing hank Oh, it's destroying him. Number one is his kid still wants out. Still uh, wants still out. Still loves yeah, Wichita yeah, yeah. Falls. Still loves Wichita Falls. So we're at the next day. We Which are, I'm not really sure why. Yeah. It's a weird uh, well, a weird town to again, love. Again, Bobby's never been anywhere else. Yeah. So uh, Maybe not too many places. Yeah, he didn't go to he didn't go to Port Aransas. He didn't go, you know, I mean, where else has he been so yeah. far? No, you're right. Um, now, next day we're at Strickland with the uh, video camera. It's just Hank. He goes, uh, I can do this on my own. And so he goes and sets the camera on the on the hood of the truck to record, uh, and you see about ninety percent of the truck hood in this in this shot. <laughs> you see a little tiny Hank standing at the end. Yeah. He goes, "Hello, Jerry Jones. I'm Hank Hill, and I'll be your quarterback on a game-winning drive through Arlen." This is a, this is sad. I really think this. Uh, it is a little sad. Yeah. This whole little area right here, is well, especially just when you find sad. out why Hank's doing all this. He goes, Texas, the next training campsite of the Dallas Cowboys. I just don't understand what his obsession is with having uh, with having the Cowboys be in his town. It's, What's the it's weird about obsession? keeping Bobby there. That's all it is. It's all about keeping Bobby. It is. I it got is. you. I, I see it now. I understand why. He says uh, he, he, he now takes the – now we see him with the camera at the football field. He sets the camera up in the stands and then goes way the hell down onto the field. You can barely see Hank. He's a little tiny down there, and he's shouting, I'm standing at the 50-yard line of Tut Rampy Field, the future side of the Dallas Cowboys training camp. And then we kind of transition to where we're watching the same thing, but we're watching it on a TV or a monitor. And the guy who is an editor, we find out, uh, Dave, in the studio, he says, you see, you're just a dot at this distance. Uh, and Hank says the same thing that is said to us on a daily basis. Yeah, so just edit it bigger. Edit it bigger, yeah. yeah so yeah, okay, he's just, uh, sure. and you got to think, this isn't even in a time frame where you have Lightroom no. or Photoshop. Well, you couldn't. Or, you you couldn't. had all these things, but there was no way that you, <laughs> you were going to enhance You weren't shooting 4K on one of those things. No, nah, you, you weren't enhancing images or, or nothing like that, no. Nah. He goes, that's why I'm here. He goes, Hank, I'm the best UHF UHF editor in Texas, UHF but I can't work miracles. Jesus. You got no master shot. You cross the action axes, and the sound's horrible. Hank says, yeah, I guess it was my responsibility as president. And Okay, whatever, Hank. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, the next scene is Hank is sitting under, again, that kind of heavenly light just on, on his couch. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And he says, all I ever wanted to do was get my son to love this town as much as I do. Where'd I go wrong, Tom? Where? And he's holding a Tom Landry commemorative plate that says America's uh, yeah, Coach, Tom Landry. Yeah, this is an unhinged scene. Uh, it is. So For him, it's it, very it unhinged. It shows yeah. you that uh, Hank himself, too, is uh, a bit out of there. Peggy and Bobby are in the next room kind of watching him, and he, he looks at Peggy and goes, Dad's talking to the Tom Landry plate again. This clicks in Peggy's head. She knows that what is going on with the rest of them is wrong, and Hank's just trying to do this thing That's to it. keep Bobby there. And she she completely knows. 
Uh, I did look up uh, Tom Landry commemorative plates, and there's there are, just, there's th- a few. There's so many damn m- ones of those things. I couldn't even focus. They do on exist any of them. though. They oh, do yeah. exist. There's Tons. definitely multiple. Pl- if you Tons. were to want a uh, commemorative plate, you definitely could find one for Tom Landry on the internet. Uh, my friend's mom actually used to collect plates. Yeah, she would collect all kinds of weird commemorative plates. Plates, spoons. Uh, no, nah, just plays. Used to be little uh, uh, like statues, all kinds of stuff. Boy, you'd see those on TV all the time. Yeah. Next scene is we got Peggy in her office for some reason with a green baseball hat on. Uh, she yeah, goes, I didn't understand that one. Yeah, she's on the phone. She goes, hello, Nancy, it's Peggy, and I would like to apologize to you uh, one Arlenite to another one, which is really a big move on, on Peggy's part because she's using the term she came up with. She, I don't think she has a choice at this yeah. point because no. it is what it is. Not it, if she's going to do new, what she wants to do. Come yeah. on, Mike, if the news company yeah. is using well, that's the terminology too. Arlenite, Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's, that's you probably use. what it is. It's the approved nomenclature yeah, of Channel 84. Yeah, well, it's I mean, probably the approved nomenclature of Arlen, too. Arlenites. So she says, hello, Nancy, it's Peggy, and I'd like to apologize to you. One Arlenite to another. She, No, no, no. I was the one who said Arlenian. Um, that's why this is an apology. Uh, all right, all right, look, 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 let's just agree to disagree. Now I'm going to need to borrow your home movies. Next scene, we're at the Channel 84 station. We're with Dave, yep. the UHF editor. And she goes, Dave, I hear you're the best television editor in all of Texas. He goes, uh, UHF. <laughs> do you do you know <clears throat> the difference The difference between UHF and VHF? Ultra high frequency and very high frequency. Right. So UHF was a high frequency TV, right? Yeah. We have one TV station here in town, Channel 25. It's an ABC affiliate. When they came to town, you could only get them on UHF. And so when we, no, I'm sorry, it's the Fox channel. Um, okay. When the Fox channel came to town, they were only UHF. And I remember you could go to the 7-Eleven and buy a little UHF rabbit ear thing to stick on your TV because <laughs> cool. it, it was all sponsored by Channel 44 yeah, as yeah. it came through. You know, and that, that was, cool. that, know was that. When, yeah. that was when Fox was only on like three hours a night. So they would show The Simpsons, and they'd show something else, America's Most Wanted or whatever, and, and then they'd go off the air. They were only on for like three hours a night. Yeah, shout out to Bobby Wasabi. Bobby Wasabi, um, you hurt my nose holes. Uh, so she says, "I gotta gotta borrow your home movie." She goes and sees Dave at the Channel eighty four studios talking about editing. Uh, we're back at the Hill House. Peggy has called everybody into for a family meeting. Uh, and when I say everybody, I'm talking Bill and Dale and Boomhauer. Yeah, and everybody, the whole everybody, gang, Nancy, the gang, yeah. everybody. The only person who's not there, as far as I can tell, is is uh, John Redcorn and Joseph. I don't know what Joseph's doing right now. but Yeah, I don't know either. So Peggy says, the reason I've called you all here is to show you a video, which we will be submitting to the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow morning. It was made over the years by each and every one of us. She puts the tape in, uh, and then you see... The first thing you see is uh, Hank and Peggy's wedding. You see Bill run in and starts eating cake by the handful. He goes, oh, <laughs> and that was after having two chickens. He starts laughing. He goes, boy. Two whole chickens. He goes, boy, I was drunk. I was more I was more surprised by the fact that the man had eaten two entire two chickens. Two entire chickens. Next scene you see is Bobby wandering around in the, in the backyard, uh, bare-ass naked as a baby. Uh, and uh, oh, with, yeah, with like Lady Bird, bird he's kind of toddling around, uh, and Bobby says, look how smooth my bottom was, and he goes, Bobby! <laughs> yeah. 
I don't uh, know. Why does he do that? I, mean, I don't understand why he bugs Any sort of impropriety. Much. I mean, you know how he is. I guess so. The next thing you see is we see uh, uh, Hank with a giant grill full of meat. I mean, this thing is huge. Yeah, it's a big, big, big grill. Yeah. And he like goes, custom. Yeah. It doesn't look like one that you would just buy to store. No, because he says, you know, I made that barbecue out of two old barbecues. Which, if you're in Texas, uh, you probably know somebody that has a homemade trailer oh yeah on the, it's like a homemade like they have the trailer i can deals. show you two of them in my neighborhood today oh, i could take you to feed myself yeah so the next one we see i think before this we saw hank water skiing at the end of a boat uh, and he crashes and wipes out everybody laughs yeah uh then we see dale with his legs behind his head on the floor uh inching around on his ass which is is an odd one kind of like a dog scratching his butt uh-huh uh, then we see footage of Dale and Nancy and baby Joseph in the hospital. Which is, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, which is, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, we see Bobby and Joseph dressed as bugs in a, I guess it's bugs in a Christmas play. Bobby falls off the stage. Um, we see uh, all four of the guys, uh, and this is a cool callback. You see all four of the guys on Khan's couch when it was left out in the alley with the yeah. awning over it. Yep. And then at the bottom, it comes up and it says Arlen. Where super people make super, super bowls. bowls, which that's a great. Uh, Peggy did a fine job. That's a good. Yeah, slogan. no, that that's was a, a that was a really good video. Yeah, and uh, and it's more. I don't know. I don't really don't think it would uh, appeal to no. any football team, no. but it's a real sweet like you know exposition of the family and everything the whole community next thing you get is dale going we're going to get the cowboys we're going so the same thing he did when they first shot their, their yeah. stuff next scene we see is hank sitting on the front steps of the hill house he's uh he's he looks a little downtrodden um he's sitting right next to the mailbox those kind of mailboxes that are on the wall not at the not at the street uh and bobby comes riding up on his bike and he goes hey dad he says hello bobby well Cowboys thanked us for the video, but they have no plans to move to Arlen in the near future, and they sent us this little rubber football. Do you remember the little rubber footballs? Yeah, I do. Actually, uh, Bobby Wasabi here in the, our Instagram chat says that if you look at the grill and pay attention to it a little bit, yeah. it's not a propane grill. It's a charcoal grill. It is big, huge grill. full of meat. Yeah. It is full of meat. And apparently, Bobby Wasabi said it's also full of charcoal. Uh, I don't, yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, uh, that's our Zapruder film. That's that little, that that little, little two seconds of Hank. Yeah. Yeah. Hank is with the charcoal, charcoal grill. or is that propane? <laughs> Down into the left with the charcoal. On the grassy knoll. Uh, Hank says, so uh, I guess that's gonna, that means you're going to leave us when you grow up, huh? Bobby says, well, yeah, I'll probably leave, but it's not for a while. I like Dad. how he says, yeah, well, well yeah, well, I'm going yeah, to probably leave. He goes, I'm only 12. we got still got plenty of time together. He goes, yeah. And even after you move to Wichita Falls, it's only a six-hour drive. Six hours! Only six a six-hour hour drive. drive. He goes, well, Only I, a six-hour drive. Bobby says, I can't be a prop comic in Wichita Falls. I'm moving to New York City or Hollywood. Maybe Vegas. That one, that last one gets Hank. He goes, ugh. <laughs> yeah, maybe Vegas. He what? goes, well, no, at least it's not Wichita Falls. And the way he says it is, Wahichita Falls. Wahichita Falls. Wahichita Falls. Bobby says, well, I may keep a place there for tax purposes. Uh, hey, you want to try out the little football? And, of course, Hank, of course, of course says, all so. right. Hike it to me and go out for a pass. And I, I, I like this, that Bobby goes, how about you hike the ball and go out for the pass? And so he does. He hikes the ball to Bobby, this little rubber football, and he goes, the crowd is going wild. Roger Staubach goes back to pass. Hank runs a little route. He's just waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah, waiting Bobby, for a month. Bobby just keeps talking. He goes, Roger's in trouble. He scrambles. Roger the Dodger gets away. He throws into the end zone. It's complete to my dad, Hank Hill. Touchdown. The Cowboys win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys win the Super Bowl. 
And then we pan up, which surprise it, it reminds me of the first episode. We pan up and we see all over Arlen and it goes right to the to the Arlen water tower and just fades to black. It's a very black. sweet ending. That's a good ending, yeah. No, that's a of really, a, really good a, episode. Of a batshit episode. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a crazy, crazy episode. Shout out to all the Josephs in chat, too. There's quite a few. Uh, a lot of Josephs? There, there's two guys in our chat that are actually <laughs> named Joseph, so yeah. So we get to the end, and during the credits, we hear that Cowboys theme song playing, Go, go, Dallas Cowboys. It's a gold team. See your pros. Let the world hear our bugles blow up. Stand. Anyway, you hear the whole stampede thing, the whole thing, and then at the very end, after the credits, you hear... Hank come in and say, sweet Jethro Pugh. And that's the way this one ends. Fantastic episode. Weird, but fantastic. Uh, never want to see a monkey sticking their finger in any character's nose again. Though. There we go. That's no, enough of that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, that's, that's enough of that stuff. All right. You want to remind them one more time where they can find us? Yeah, y'all can find us at B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H. That's three A's. B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H at Linktree. Uh, that's L-I-N-K dot T-R, no, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. And that's all of our links that you can find there. Also, if you want to find other other podcasts or uh, things that we're starting, uh, you can go to RogueMediaNetwork.com. Dot com. And uh, see all of the stuff that we've been doing. Uh, I want to say yesterday uh, we debuted basically three shows uh, producer Mason's show, Bibliophobia, uh, dropped their trailer last week, and then yesterday dropped the first episode for Stephen King's The Mist. I got it right this time. Uh, and then we also dropped the trailers for two other shows, Purpose Driven Sobriety, starring Christine Cohen. Uh, she is, is dedicated to that stuff and, and uh, is, is a champion of these folks and has just been doing a great job of getting guests. And then... We are reviving an old RSS feed. Uh, so we used to okay. have a show here on the network called By the Cover. By the Cover. And it was two, uh, two folks that uh, basically they did the show about book reviews that are left on Amazon, right? And so they would kind of make fun of the reviews and stuff. And then they would talk about the book also. But they had to leave town. Uh, oh, gosh, it's probably been two years ago. Uh, but they put out almost 100 episodes and stuff, and it was it was a fairly successful show. We did pretty well. They What's had the name of that again? And stuff. It was called By the Cover. By the Cover. This feed has been, and the show has been revived by two lovely ladies here in town, Brittany and Blair. Uh, by the Cover now exists as a podcast for book lovers, and i got to tell you, these two women are driven to bring you the best book reviews they can. This actually, is the first uh, podcast they've ever done, that. and it's, yeah, actually, it's fantastic. W- yeah. I went and looked and saw some of their back catalog that they had. They are doing a wonderful job. So and this is a relaunching, like a reinvigoration? It's a, it's of a it. reinvigoration. We're still using the same RSS feed so that maybe some of the folks that were there for the original show can come over. Plus, uh, I just think it's it's good business to, to reuse those. Uh, yesterday, we also dropped a new Jennifer Love Hewitt Please Be On Our Show podcast. Uh, this one is called Grandma's Love Ghost Whisperer. So we finally did another Ghost Whisperer episode. Can't say that I did much other than react, but uh, uh, there is that. If you guys would go check out Jennifer Love Hewitt, please be on our show. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, we would appreciate that. Because the whole point of that show is to get Jennifer Love Hewitt to call into the show. To call into the show. So I'm just a shill for the phone company. Have you tried? uh, Have you tried her direct information? I haven't done any of that yet. No. Um, But surprisingly, the show does great in Brazil. 
So just letting you know. Yeah, it does really. I don't know what the ties are to Brazil. I'm not sure either, but but, yeah, uh, Brazilians uh, love us. The Brazilians love us. So thank you again for everybody for joining us, and uh, we will see you on Friday. Women Tanya. Women Tanya, indeed. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.